Ah, oh. we we love we love wit experimenting with bottles. <laughs> it's been. It, you we, think he can't fit that whole thing up there? Yeah, but, yeah, but, he, but can. he can. And when it comes back out, you know what it sounds like? Ah. Oh. The nice thing is that's the sound of both sticking your dick in the bottle and pulling the bottle out of your ass. Out of your ass, yeah, both no. at the same yeah, time. Pretty exciting, yeah. Yeah, there's so that much you can do with a bottle. That's the Lord's plan. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he intended us to mm-hmm. do both. That's and, true. Yeah, it's really wonderful when you say it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, I haven't felt this way in a while. Going back to the yeah. old fucking slop. I know. Last time we did an Odyssey, I made you guys listen to one episode, and this is this is a full slate once more for yep. our fans, for the piggies. I don't like you saying the word slop after a bottle has been removed from an anus. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So many possible worlds. Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast removing our penis from a bottle every week. Oh. I'm the worst of all possible Josh's. I'm the worst of all possible AJ's. <laughs> I'm the worst of all possible Brian's. We are back for yet another installment for the first time in like two months of uh, yeah. Wit's Endless Summer, That's the right. ongoing sub-series of the worst of all possible worlds in which we listen to episodes of the children's radio drama, Adventures in Odyssey, brought to you by Focus on the Family, the hyper-right-wing Christian organization based out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. And joining us today, we have, for the first time, and it's been, I, I looked at the calendar, actually, yeah, it's been. and it's been almost <laughs> exactly one year. It, it, yep. When this episode yep. releases, it will have been 364 days since the last time wow. we had you on the show. Wow. I'm Trevor Stroh. Yeah, hi. Happy to be here. Hello, I thought, Trevor. Hey, you told Trevor. me this was a hyper left-wing uh, uh, show generated around a possible utopia called Wits End. Yeah, were you surprised? <laughs> I'm a little disappointed by what I found. Uh, this is a lot different. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the good people about yourself? Uh, well, my name's Trevor Strunk. I do a podcast called No Cartridge. It's about video games and stuff. Josh has been on it. Uh, we've also done live shows. That's, that's mainly how I met AJ and Brian as well. Um, I yeah. got to know Josh through... The podcast and through some live shows. I have a book called uh, Story Mode. I like to think about Prompto a lot with my friends. <laughs> and playing as him potentially <laughs> someday, Maybe. fingers crossed. Hard to say. I, I don't want to get my hopes up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I thought of you guys, I one of the games I play a lot of, uh, too much of, is uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, the Final That's Fantasy right. MMO. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that game, there's a, a, a bit, basically like a, a promotional bit where you could you could win the uh, the car well, not win, but buy basically uh-huh. the car from uh, Final Fantasy 15. Oh, the one that they push? Like, yeah, with enough in-game currency. And it's when called you, the Regalia? Oh, Excuse yeah. me, yeah. it is called the Regalia, and it, it can no, fly. It is called, it is called yeah. the Regalia. No, it can in this game, too. Oh, and, um, cool. So it's the closest you can get to playing as Prompto uh, okay. in this I will this not rest world. until I can actually play as Prompto. <laughs> <laughs> as God is my witness. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, do, I like video games and stuff, and I, I like media, and we're apparently talking about that today. This we are. Because, um, what media I, what in I, the largest quotation marks yeah, me, in the me, history of time. Media does matter, but only in this particular way. But what, you know, one thing I liked about this was I listened to a lot, like, mostly when it's, like, late. Like, I, I listen to a lot of, like, garbage at work, because oh, yeah. I have to keep my mind off work. But uh, I listen to radio dramas, like, uh, Suspense. Oh, Okay. Um, oh yeah, the oh, old okay. stuff. Like yeah, from the 50s. yeah. Particularly when it's like late at night, and I can just listen to. It. I like I like Vincent Price's The Saint stuff like yeah. that. I mean, there's like 
There's really good stuff. They're fun to listen to. They're up and down. They're uneven. Like they, totally. But um, what I found really interesting about this is this is like some version of those, but like it is kind of like awful. I wouldn't. I wouldn't the, say kind of. <laughs> well, no. So there were moments where I, where I was like found myself kind of enjoying it, which is sure. really yeah, yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. Like ultimately, it's just like everything about it. You're just like, oh, this is just like all the bad stuff about mm-hmm. radio drama. Like every time someone's like, you know, Vincent Price is in a room and he'll be like, oh, saint, I wouldn't move if I were you. Oh, is that so? Well, what if I did? <clears throat> Right, right, right. <laughs> now take a nap there, sucker. And it's like, all yeah. right, well, the saint just did something really cool and have, I couldn't see have it. Have a piece of this. <laughs> click, click. What's that? A gun? Like that kind of shit. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like that that was all here. But like also none of like the wonderful uh, acting I expect outside of Wit, who was, of course, brilliant. It's Wit's Endless Summer and we're just living in it. I was saying to AJ last night uh, while we were recording. I um. Oh, yeah, because he AJ just AJ came is, on yeah, No Cartridge. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know which one will come out first, but. Uh, you'll you'll hear both of them around the same time. Uh, we were talking, and I, I said, you know, like one of the things that I liked about these shows was was like how how much like Wit seemed to be like this this strange like nebulous figure in the world. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. place him. I couldn't place what Wit's end was. I couldn't figure out what was going on with any of it, other than like it existed in this sort of like awful, um, <laughs> heavily Christian middle world. Yeah, where yes. nothing yes. where nothing was permanent. It reminded me a lot of like eating dinner at my like uh, evangelical friends house oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Something, mm-hmm. you know unappetizing food and conversation that couldn't veer into any direction oh i feel like you and aj have that in common actually but uh, there are the raisins in this potato salad <laughs> wit, wit himself no you're right wit is such an impish like mercurial character he's the gynon yes. of adventures and odyssey yeah so brian you selected five episodes for us this time yes. around two two-parters so and one one-parter we're, we're going back to five episodes sometime in sometimes in this next year because i am working on the countdown to regis blackard's return the Ooh. devious Ooh. dutchman that horrific satan worshiping child psychologist will be back in odyssey come 2024 yes. Yes. we actually worship satan uh uh, actually, yeah, kind, kind of. of? Uh, <laughs> it's on the line. You know? I didn't know if they would actually like go that far. Like, I know they I know there are people who have do. like sins. They do yeah. summon demons in one very yeah. famous episode. Yes. Wow. So the yeah. one that we talked about with Scott Benson. That's in right. The early days. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, if castles you're, and cauldrons. Yes. If you're thinking about uh, summoning a demon, no one better than Scott. That's yeah. absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what that means is this year we are we are in the death march. We are headed towards this return by hook and by crook. Hal Smith will die. Wit will leave Odyssey and Regis Blackard will return and the millennium will begin. I swear it upon my dead mother's grave. Millennium approaches. She is alive. She uh, is mother not is very dead. much alive. <laughs> Why would you lie? Yeah, she's doing fine. She's not oh, even good. retired. So, Brian, oh, great. these five episodes, why don't you tell yeah. us a little bit about why you selected these and kind of like yeah. what pulls them together, and then we'll get into actually, you know, recapping them. So, what I was thinking for this first episode back, I thought, let's talk about some fun stuff. We're going to mm. have some really dour shit in like the next episode. Woo! But right now, I just thought, let's explore some of the history of Wit's End, which is going to become more and more important, and look at a little bit of John Avery Whitaker's own history as well, as to the other 
30 jobs that he has besides right. <laughs> being ice cream shop proprietor. Uh, so is, is Wits End an ice cream shop? What is Wits End? Can I, can <laughs> That's I a great question, what, Trevor. What is your impression of Wits End? What did it's you like, think it you was at the end it of the day? It's a place where all the kids go to hang out. Yes. It's, it also sells food. Yes. It yes. has a train room and it's a house that people don't live in but tend to explore as if it's their own home. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's pretty that's much it. Yeah, much like, the there's also there. the worst hangout spot of all time. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's also a room that's full of Bible exhibits and yep. it has a time machine. Correct. Uh, Trevor, there is also a room in this place that I have yet to see actually on the show called it hasn't The been Room built yet. of Consequences. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like that. Is it like a hell house? Well, we call it, uh, we call it the no-no like door. Like the door that goes in, we call it the no-no door. It's something yeah. you don't open. Yeah. Which is terrifying. I would never open it a consequence oh board. yeah no <laughs> so as of course we know wit has had many jobs school teacher encyclopedia owner um possible intelligence asset writer this incoming episode he wrote some feature for a magazine that they keep mm-hmm. referring to as right. though it happened on the show and it absolutely fucking didn't well they needed that because they needed huh. a reason why the mysterious stranger showed up yes. at wit's right. end so right. they needed right. to be like Wit, that article you wrote in that national newspaper is still getting res- it's not even like, hey, guess what? I wrote an article. It was right. still getting responses from people who loved it weeks. And after. the other important thing is that not only does Wit have a lot of history, but this building has a lot of history. Of course, we know he right. bought it. It was a rec center. And we know it was like a few other things before. We know about the previous owners of the property who died after falling into holes Yep. Multiple times. Not good. That's rough. You fall into one hole, shame on you. You fall into a hole twice, shame on me. <laughs> shame on me for telling you to go in those holes. Yeah. Max Payne's just standing on the edge going, I love it. I love those fucking holes. Wit actually bought the deed to the land from the town. The, yeah. the lore is deep and it just yeah. keeps getting deeper. Yeah, no. the, the city council wanted to turn it into a video arcade, which of course oh, would have no. made yeah, our like teenagers degenerate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's where that's where they would go to worship the devil. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check out our other episode with Scott Benson on yeah, this exactly. present darkness for more info on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, like, hey, do you want your kids to have fun or do you want them to be so bored they have to play with a train. <laughs> so in the chronology of this series, we have already discovered a dead body in the basement. We solved the mystery related to that dead body in the basement. And now we're hanging out in the attic of Wits Yes. End. Ooh, what's in the attic? Okay, just a couple more boards here and we'll see what's behind this door. This is so exciting. I mean, a boarded up room that no one's noticed for years. Right here in Wits End. Oh, well, this place is pretty big, Robin. I imagine there are rooms here that I've never really explored. How? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like to be in a house. You just <laughs> eventually you forget about the how, rooms. You've... How big is this house? Did he not like inspect the property before he bought it? And then once he did, did he not like look everywhere? Like what? What is happening? Which end is that house from that horror novel where like the the inside is bigger than the outside? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's House of Leaves. Yeah, yeah. House of Leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the That's first. That's more right than you know, Trevor. This is this is how. The episode The Treasure of Lamond begins. Yes, this is Ooh, the episode. Lamond. Ooh, Lamond. Uh, this is episode 102, written by Phil Lawler. Our favorite. Our favorite. <laughs> Phil Lawler. Is he, is he not him. good? So, Phil Lawler is basically a moron. 
He's just a very <laughs> stupid man. Yeah, he he writes a lot of Odyssey episodes that really try to go for the comedy in a big yeah. way, and you can tell because Lol is right in his name. But he is just so inept as a yeah. storyteller that it, it nothing ever congeals or coheres right. into things. It all just feels like a diet version of McCusker. He's also, yeah. he's a master of telling rather than show. Yeah, as yep. we'll see in this clip when they uncover an organ in the Ooh. attic. Whoa, look at that. Well, I'll be. It's an organ. Oh, not just an organ. It's an antique pipe organ. Why would an organ be up here? Well, maybe because this used to be a church. I thought it was a recreation center before you turned it into Wits End. Well, it was, but before it was a rec center, part of it was the town church. Sure. You see, years ago, the main sanctuary burned down. But Why not? This tower stayed up. Everyone liked it so much, they decided to build the rec center around it. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so they just demolished the church, right? It, it, or was it burned down so in a fire? So the church like burned what? down, but yeah. the tower of the church remained, so they kept it and then built a house okay, around so this it. Is, around the tower. So, so, so this yeah, might be like... Yeah. yeah, no, of course. This might be it's like... a house tower. <laughs> giving, <laughs> giving something away maybe later on, but do we know who started the fire? Uh, we didn't. We didn't start the fire. Yeah. We, <laughs> We, we didn't. Trouble well, in the Congo. <laughs> Here's a question for all of you at this point. Yeah. We're up in the attic here. And by the way, along with Wit, we've got Robin, who we'll remember is one of the girls who hangs around. Yeah, and she's Connie. the older daughter of the newspaper yes. editor, Dale Jacobs, who is played right. by Phil Lawler. Yes. And, uh, and Connie, <laughs> who exists in a state of perpetual indentured servitude uh, yes. to quit. Um, yes. I, here's my question for all of you. How many things can Wits End be before it becomes incoherent? Before? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's deeply incoherent. <laughs> yeah, because you are you are like literally just thrown to the yeah, wolves no. on this cover because you had yeah. never heard this show just, I thought this no, was never. a Baskin Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like... Ice cream doesn't even come up once in these episodes. That's, that's a good point. Wait, your your a, cold stone doesn't have secret rooms that house ancient organs? Wit only gets like bills and extremely sensitive missives from right. the American government. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's all of his so mail. That's weird. canonically all of his mail. You're not even exaggerating. I know. Yeah, well, it, yeah, because Connie's like, why don't you get catalogs? Like, I get those at my home, Connie. I mean, you, you didn't hear the episode where they went to Chicago and it was strongly implied that Witt is an active member of the United States intelligence community, which is why yeah. he has like a laptop in 1989 and shit like that. Yeah, he's an early adopter. American intelligence, I would be trying to get Witt because he's friends with every single missionary from everywhere right. in the world. World. Exactly. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's very, very true. He also designed an AI, right? Like, yeah. when fully designed yeah, he, he a built sentient showdown. AI. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and a, and a, a, a time machine, like the <laughs> yes, a fully reactive virtual reality theater. But anyway, we're up in this attic, and we're hanging out with a thing that Wit did not make. This pipe organ. Because some, some, they just moved a board out of the way. There's a lot of visual right. description in this episode. There's just a lot of, look over there. It's a board. There's something behind the board. It's an organ. Uh, Not it's just really any weird. organ. An organ Ooh. with pipes. More yeah. than one pipes. The, 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 the better episodes of Adventures in Odyssey 
will give minimum exposition and allow the yeah. sound design to do the storytelling because it's, you know, a radio drama. But no, right. here it's like, <laughs> well, looks like I've got to play a song here on this organ. Oh, no. I mean, so there's this interminable bit. And I did not keep this part where she's trying to play Furelise oh, on right, the yeah. organ Ugh. and oh. she just can't do it. It's like it could be funny because it is like that's how kids are. They're terrible right. at it's, organ. It's just embarrassing. You're just watching yeah. someone fail. <laughs> <laughs> Get but, through it. But anyway, she hits a key that doesn't move. Aha. No wonder middle C wouldn't work. Uh-huh. Something stuffed inside the pipe. Really? What is it? Well, just give me a minute. These nuts. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, look at this. There it's it an is. old gray rag. Hey, look, it has writing on it. It's an old gray rag. It has writing on it. Again, it's yep. like you found a note. Yep, yep. You found a note in a pipe. Can I get, can can we get that uh, rag popping out one more time? Oh, there it is. Yeah. So everybody's <laughs> doing that John Avery Whitaker rag. Also, it's like, that's not, that's not what a rag popping out of something sounds like. That sounds like know, a bottle Josh, popping. I actually, so I, I went and tried this out at home. Oh, on your, I on your pipe organ? I stuffed a rag into a pipe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I pulled it out, and this is the recording of me pulling the rag out of the pipe. Now yeah. see if you can tell the difference. Yeah, let's hear it. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I also came. I, oh, I don't know nice, why. Nice. But well, I did. They give this note to Robin to read, and this is the beginning of our adventure. Mm. I... Rufus Cowley, do hereby attest the words you now read are truest and best. Okay, speed Your it up. Your course Come on. now is set, the path now you're on, mm, and the greatest mm, mm, of riches, mm, mm, the treasure mm, 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 mm. Le Oh, there we go. This prize you may find. Oh, God, there's a part two. <laughs> a heating set adage. Start in the center and play a deaf cabbage. That's a half rhyme, first of all, Phil. <laughs> and... <laughs> Why in the world did the like? I mean, I'm giving it away, I guess. But this, yeah. we end up finding out that this is written by some thief, basically. Yeah, a, this a is a guy hunter. looking for the treasure. This is After not the guy who left it behind. Partner. Yeah, like, right. why did he write a poem? <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't stop writing in verse until about sixty four. Just getting just getting a note from like a, a thug who wants to like <laughs> beat me beat me up for my money. It's like. Roses be red and violets be pretty. <laughs> Avoid being street unless you are witty. <laughs> oh, God, I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, it, it, it's sort of also the adventure game thing, isn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I found yeah. this item and it says this mm-hmm. thing. But because the writing is inept, the actual like thing that's written on there, it doesn't make sense. Like, why no. would this be the nature of the clue? Another point that I need to make here. How did they fit a pipe organ? How did they get the pipe organ into the attic? Yeah, that's not yeah. just a organ, like a it's reed of, organ or no, something. It's, that, it's part of the church. It was it, in the church and they put it in the tower later wait, wasn't when it the in church the tower, burned. Wait, wasn't it in the tower because like the church burned, the rest of the church burned and it just happened to be in there? Uh, well, okay, so there they was, made there it was, sound like it got moved. Was the sanctuary the, the, in the attic? So, so there was <laughs> the church was a tower. It was just, just a tower church. So there was the, has many doors. It's, it's very, uh, it's very interesting because there was a whole episode where like Wit went up there and he found Connie and there was this guy with this mask over his face and he was mm. playing like mm. the the organ as loud as he could and he just kept telling Connie to sing for him right, and right, it was right. like you know yeah. it. 
Angel of music, things of that nature. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, think, things such as this. But we're off on this like national treasure <laughs> adventure now, I guess. And I, I just kept thinking about like how I knew every single story beat that was going to come, mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. took like an extra four or five beats to get right, there. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah. I, I also like that Hal Smith says. I didn't grab a clip of it, but he says treasure a few times, and he says it exactly like Frank Welker. As Fred from Scooby Doo, where people have noticed that Frank Welker always says treasure. Oh, yes. Wit says the same thing. Oh, that's right. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a regionalism. I don't think they're from the same place because uh, Hal Smith is from Petoskey, Michigan. I think. Oh, he is? Yeah, I don't think Frank Michi- Welker is a Midwesterner. Oh, no. There's yeah, too yeah. much Michigan in this show. <laughs> it's it's oh, oops, Pet- all Michigan. Petoskey, oh, it's more of a, more of a Lansing expression. Uh, <laughs> I, so the thing I don't get about this note is that, like, I don't understand why it wasn't just I mean I do because the way you described it helps me out because now I understand that this guy isn't good at writing radio dramas which is his job the, I, I think it's just it's weird that he didn't just have the notes say play a deaf cabbage right and, and it'd be yeah. like what is what could that mean that's nonsense and then like she figures it out later you don't need like remember this adage no, or <laughs> yeah. you could need this adage what child is supposed to understand that line all kids understand what an adage is <laughs> you could also set it up in such a way where you are actually getting information about who this guy is but yeah. they don't do that either they no, do they that don't. in the next part because then they go over to a community college and they talk to this professor what's that professor's name aj yeah. did you write it down yeah aldis webster <laughs> when i heard he was a community college professor in, in odyssey i was like oh so you're just gonna go ask the most miserable man in the world <laughs> oh, crap go away <laughs> professor webster is science real oh jesus christ i'm getting all the kids from what's end. <laughs> the community college is really important in this series right because eugene right. is at the community college the richard maxwell right. stuff happened over there like it's it's it is the nexus of all information on earth you'd have yeah. wit over there all the time just like <laughs> constantly being your friend because that's what he wants to do but then right. also constantly undermining you yes, yes. Like, no, i've got kids, connections in the like, encyclopedia industry i don't know yeah. man like i didn't i learned that cortez had a magic magic cross from my friend wit um, <laughs> <laughs> no it's that's not how history worked like please stop the only thing i got from wit was mesothelioma from breathing in all that black mold yeah, in the attic yeah. but wit calls it satan's lung <laughs> then there really is a lamont treasure oh yes named after henri lamont a french nobleman uh, the Lamonts moved to Canada just before the French Revolution, taking much of their wealth with them. Well, unfortunately, everyone but Henri died of plague on the way over. That's Owned. terrible. Uh, well, Lamont viewed his survival as a miracle, and so he became a missionary to the Indians. Legend has oh, it that wherever what? he set up a mission, he buried part of his family fortune nearby. Why? What? Why? Why? Who does this? The last one, actually. It's like they did the Johnny Appleseed episode. And it was like, what if we did a Johnny Appleseed for treasure? <laughs> right. Now? And also he's French for some reason. <laughs> Greg Berg was Fozzie on the Muppet Babies. Okay. Oh. Um, That's why it sounds familiar. Yeah. Plays a lot of... Um, generic npc voices in like everquest 2 uh, hitman absolution extreme npc voice yeah yeah, he's, yeah, uh, yeah. in final fantasy 13 lightning returns and he's yeah he's just a go-to npc guy wow that's so exciting he, he really <laughs> sounds like it too like i'm I'm, yeah. I'm listening i'm just like that sounds just like He's the he's the judge in eight episodes of garfield and friends yeah i guess eight episodes of garfield and friends ended in a courtroom <laughs> 
He plays young, he plays young Bob Hope on Night Court. We've got now everything set up for the thrilling story of the treasure Lamond. And yeah. uh, we also get even more exposition about oh Rufus Callie, like the fortune hunter for some reason. Yeah. It's a mess. This shit's a mess. But what it comes... Uh, I also don't know. Is it Cowley or Cowley? Because I, they just keep mispronouncing. They use both like, pronunciations. It's hard to say. Drives me insane because Rufus Cowley sounds like a name that Batman makes up on the fly when yeah, he needs like yeah, an alter yeah, ego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Batman's Tobias Reaper. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rufus. Rufus. But the big yeah. thing that we get here then is the question of, oh, what is a deaf cabbage? What could Ooh. this possibly Ooh. mean? It better be for cuties. And, 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 so, and to be fair, they set cuties. this up in such a way where if you're a, a kid, they give you enough time to kind of figure this out, which I appreciated. Yeah, I, I yeah. understand sure, yeah. why they laid it out in this way. I immediately yeah. was like, oh, those are, you know, letters on a keyboard, right? Like that's yeah. that's their notes. I um, remember from my piano lessons. That's right. With Mrs. Toady. That's right, yeah. Brian. Mrs. Toady. Yeah, she was my piano teacher. Oh, OK. Yeah. Shout outs to Mrs. Rice Camp. <laughs> Robin, you know, as she's puzzling over the meaning of a deaf cabbage, she she starts to feel a certain kind of way. I want that treasure. Just <gasps> think of all the stuff I could buy with it. I've got to get it. I have to. Whatever it takes, I'll get it if I have to. To. What am I saying? <laughs> <sighs> I've never felt this way before. Oh boy. It's, it's like I'm hungry <laughs> for money. <laughs> Genuine lull for me, actually. You know, I give Phil Aller a lot of shit for not being funny, and I don't think he meant to be funny there. No, but that's, that's a, supposed to be dramatic. That was an extremely serious moment, Brian. Right, yeah. right. Legitimately funny line, though. It's, 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 clock it's, is right it's twice like a day. I'm hungry for money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I don't like how much this scene sounds like she's having an awakening. I, I agree. Don't appreci- yeah, I don't yeah, appreciate yeah. it. But Robin, because she has the Lord, she has right. Christ in her heart. Right. Um, <laughs> and she loves like the Lord that. with all of her heart, no, all of her just, mind, all of her, her strength. I love her prayer so much. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. she gets over it. She stops being greedy. Unlike Wit. Correct. <clears throat> Who is uh-huh. uh, always greedy, and she instead focuses her mind on on pondering the mystery, right? Right. right. On pondering yeah. this puzzle, and realizes as she's practicing piano in her head, in her brain, yeah, uh, that she could also practice a deaf cabbage in her head on right. the organ, but not in her head in real life. And indeed, a deaf cabbage <laughs> is a melody that she could play. And the very next yeah. morning, she gets to wit's end early. Connie opens up for her. Uh, but Professor Webster is already there somehow. What are we waiting for? Come on, Professor, let's get going. Yeah. You are not going anywhere. What? Get back there. <laughs> what? What are you doing, <laughs> Professor? Don't you want to get the treasure? Oh, I am going to get it, my dears, all like by myself. Bad vibes. Bad vibes from this I guy. I don't like uh, the way she says it. I don't like how sort of like... <laughs> Everything in this show sounds a bit lascivious. It really upsets me. <laughs> what are you yeah. doing, Professor? <laughs> what are you doing, Step Bro? It's like, this is awful. There's a moment at the end of the episode where Wit's like, well, it was very generous of you not to press charges. I yeah. was like, he abducted me. Yeah. <laughs> he actually these are children. Yes. These are children. But- Connie's like, what, 15, 16? Robin's like, 
11, 12? Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to say, like, let's prosecute everyone. I'm not trying to be that guy. But, like, boy, <laughs> if there's ever a reason to call the police to at least get some protection set in. Yeah. Protect, that's, that's the one. Th- this guy's got a problem. Yeah. He should not be around kids. No. Yeah. No. He's no. a teacher. He's, yes. He's <laughs> so the big thing is, like, yeah, she played a deaf cabbage. I right. did not grab that clip. It just sounds so awful. It's dumb. And, no, it's and okay. It's, it's just really it's just transcendentalism. And so, you know, I think a lot of people, it's that's a lot of people's favorite, but they probably mm. could have done. I've seen the results that I'm voting yes. What? A deaf, deaf cabbage for cuties. Oh. What? You took so, the deaf cabbage anyway, for cuties further. That's good. I like that. I don't when, know. About when she that plays one. it, the doors, the secret doors open up and there's a telescope that no one knew about as well. Yep. And the telescope is looking not at heavenly things, but earthly things. Mm. Is looking down <laughs> at a cave. This is mist. This is just yeah. mist. And I don't mm-hmm. know how they did it. This it's episode before was before mist, but it's just a prequel to mist. Just to point out. To get to the cell, this is a prequel to Riven. To get to that's right, AJ. To get to the Selenitic Age, you have to go into that spaceship and you have to play the melody on the keyboard. There's the yeah. sliding wall that's like the bookcase in the library that you use to access the tower. Additionally, there's the telescope that you find in Sears's room in the Mechanical Age that you use, and then you use it and you look out at the guy who's being hanged or whatever. Remember this? Remember Mist, guys? Do you guys remember Mist? Yeah. I remember I Mist. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey. More like Atris Webster. You know, it is more like that. <gasps> yeah, um, yeah. I was just surprised that the uh, little the little poem, you know, about a deaf cabbage didn't say at the bottom, remember the tower rotation. <laughs> why, why is this rag green? The others have been red and blue. <laughs> I don't think about this too deep. Uh, Wit finally comes upstairs. And for some reason, Wit wasn't planning on coming up to the attic that he just discovered today. Right, he was right, like, oh, it's a right. lucky thing. I came up here. Oh, Mr. Whitaker, he knows where the treasure is. No, 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 no. Treasure. Just calm down, Robin. <laughs> we'll go after him, but I want to take a look at this telescope first. Hmm. It's pointed toward Tom Riley's property. Everything's on his property. This guy is like, he pretends to be some little hayseed, white trash farmer. He is a massive landowner on the edge of town. Oh, I was going to ask, because I, I, it was weird that they, they name-dropped him, and then he's just not in the right. episode? Yeah. Well, we'll also remember that Tom Riley's farm was the land that the federal government was attempting to expropriate mm-hmm. to um, build a new highway through, right? right. They were Until build they the found Johnny Appleseed's cabin there. And, <laughs> right, the, right. and also Edge Biter Chemical Company was dumping chemical waste onto Tom Riley's farm. Property rights? are so fucking fundamental in yeah. this show. It is so that there is a certain class of people. They are the landowning, you know, gentry and their right to this land is, t- is, is paramount because if other people controlled that land, it wouldn't be put to its best use, mm-hmm. frankly. And so they go to this cave. Yeah. They, they, they chase after uh, Webster, who's trying to get the treasure by himself because they find out, oh, no, there's traps. Traps. He said, oh. so many traps, so many deadly, <laughs> deadly, ooh, traps, like there's a rope. And so they crawl through this cave. This is the cave on Tom Riley's farm, question mark? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, wow, there's a secret cave that ha- has all these booby traps. And Tom Riley's like, yeah. yeah, that's a secret cave filled with booby traps <laughs> and not my own private recreational <laughs> center for fun don't worry about it don't worry about it you love you love a farm with its own cave don't you no it's you you know i do 
Yeah. <laughs> we've talked about this like a hundred times. <laughs> that's uh, like that's like the thing we've talked about the second most. Number one, of course, being playing as Prompto. Playing yeah, as Prompto. Yeah, number yeah. one point five being the Thief games. And yeah. <laughs> number two being how much I love, uh, how much I would enjoy having a a, a slice of heaven. That also had a cave on it. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Tom Stoppard's Arcadia? Hey, hey. Yeah. That's who's who's that for? Boy. That's for Tom Stoppard. Oh. Arcadia Webster. <laughs> he's so he's making his way. <laughs> so they make their way uh, uh, through this cave, and and Wit has sort of uh, what I consider to be a uh, transcendental experience mm. while trying to squeeze through a crack. Yeah. It's very narrow. Ah, ah, <laughs> and pops right out the other side. <laughs> yeah, he. They again. They are predicting video games because then yeah. Uncharted happens yeah. like thirty years later, and everyone's pushing their way between two cliffs in order so that you don't have to have a load screen. This is a question that I have for you, Trevor. You know, you talk about you talk about video games on your I've show. I've done it a before. Lot. I've, yeah, I've you, been accused. You know a thing or two about video uh, yeah? games. Yeah. Um, I, will, I will strike again. <laughs> did this episode feel at all like a video game to you? A little bit, yeah. I mean, the next episode felt way more like a video sure, game. Sure, yeah. It almost felt more like a Flash game, like a game that was like oh, um, sure. almost primitive in, in its video game-ness. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Where like you're kind of like you're you're sort of figuring out like okay you know what what direction do I have to go like how do I have to how do I how do I unlock this one sequence so I can see the big the big reveal or whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. like the big reveal in this case is like wit tells you about a Bible but yeah <laughs> why don't we get to yeah. that big reveal there that's really yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really cool all right Aldous the treasure's yours. <laughs> At last. Oh, there it is. Wrapped in this cloth is wealth beyond compare. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it can't be. What's the matter? What is it? It's, it's a Bible. Oh, what? Wow. Well, what do you know? <laughs> So it's the book of Eli. Well, what do you know? <laughs> so, ooh, the greatest treasure of all, the word of our Lord. The word of the Praise thanks be, be to God. God. I, yeah. I, I, I think um, <laughs> it's interesting here, too. Like, before that happens, he tries to open up, the Webster tries to open up the box and he gets sprayed with green paint or something. Green, green yeah. dye. Yeah. smells super bad, apparently. We needed that yeah. detail. It does sound like snakes. And I'm really <laughs> yeah. sad it wasn't snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just, <laughs> just green dye. Just a bunch dye. of dead, long dead snakes from 150 years ago. Just like plummet from the roof on top of him. Oh, oh that whole, was not thought through. The whole reason that Wit lets him have the Bible in the first place is I guess there's a little note inside the box saying, to the man of green, give the thing for his sheen or some fucking bullshit. I don't remember what the poem is, but it's like, yeah, we would not have given him the, the the treasure were it not for the fact that there was this little note that was like, yeah, the green guy, oh, he fuck. should get it. It was deeded to him by common law. That's right. <laughs> I love I love the fact that the that Lamont knew. So Lamont is also a missionary, like right. All good people who are not wit in the Odyssey yeah, universe. Yeah. Correct. Um, right. You're either wit, a missionary, or wit slave, um, <laughs> yeah. or a stranger yes. come to town. It was weird that like um, 
it's this missionary, but I guess he's like kind of a goofy missionary and he, he loves to have fun despite his family dying of plague. <laughs> missionaries <laughs> love missionaries love doing pranks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why not use your family fortune to improve the missions, man? That's not. No, you got to you got to bury it. You got to bury it <laughs> yeah. around because yeah, it's, gotta... it's fun. You got to be like that guy in like, where was it? Like uh, Arizona or something where he was like, I got this secret treasure. And if anyone My finds home it. state of New Mexico. Yeah, yes. There you go. Someone yeah. found it, as I remember. Someone did find it uh, last year or the year before, yeah. Mm-hmm. We He's should very, talk very about the logic here, though. This mm. guy, who, yes, had this vast fortune, I guess, who was also yeah. a missionary, decided to bury a Bible in a special yes. little box that yes. was spring-loaded to spray out some sort of green dye. This mechanic yes. was preserved yeah. for a century plus, yeah. question mark, Yes. Uh-huh. And the whole reason that this happened was that he somehow knew that when people got to the special box, that the green dye would spray out on the greediest guy. And then he would be taught a lesson because when he opened the box, he would find a Bible inside. Am I getting this right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Great. Uh, uh, Brian, um, does mm. Webster come back ever? No, no. Okay. Webster, Webster never returns. This is it for him. But yeah. like you said, Trevor, I mean, good. He doesn't go to jail. Uh, right. Wit is just like it's okay that you assaulted my employee and a small child, whose parents might have something to say about this whole situation. But now, I mean, all that means is that in my head canon, Professor Webster is now permanently stained green. Yeah. Right. It never yeah. implied that he was not going to ever be. I mean, it never implied he'd get better. He just, like it was like acid that was thrown at his face ostensibly. Well, I like I like the oh uh, mental image of he looks like uh, Jim Carrey in The Grinch, right? Like that's <laughs> or that's the mask. him now. Oh, sure. No, no, The Grinch, not the mask. Oh, the uh, the very different. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Whoa, okay. <laughs> there's hair. I, I feel, there is hair. There's a lot. There's a lot more wrinkles. Yeah, the mask yeah, is very yeah, smooth. True. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, God. It, this this episode is so deeply weird and it's and it's moral at the end is don't open the doors in yeah. wit's end well, and, <laughs> and the big thing that i think is so funny is like again like wit is just like something happens on my property i tell the police not to worry about it and right. they go away because property rights uh-huh. are paramount yeah. in odyssey including well, the fact that even the police cannot encroach you on are. your property they're not even going to try to get a warrant so long as wit tells them that he's good and to be honest wit probably wouldn't recognize a search warrant anyway. Oh no. And Wit relates this back to the dead man in the basement and is like, you know what? We solved our problems. Let's just paint the basement and the attic green. Right. <laughs> like that fucking loser's face. Yeah, rem- remember remember when the, when we found that guy in the basement? It's a lot like greed. Maybe we'll just paint it green so we don't ever forget about greed again. The fucking yeah. dead body that they found. Well, all rooms in Wit's End are color coded because there's green rooms yeah. for greed. Mm-hmm. There's also there's rooms for lust, gluttony, mm. wrath, heresy, oh, violence, yeah. fraud, betrayal. You don't want to enter the betrayal room. <laughs> That's the room of consequences. That's the room of consequences. <laughs> there's also there's also red rooms for uh, where you where you commit murders on the yeah, yeah. web. Well, well, those are yeah. those are red rooms. Actually. <laughs> oh, oh. So look at this. The my last point to make on this is Wit does not paint these rooms. Did you catch who paints these rooms? Is it Connie? Oh, Connie, it's Connie and, and Robin. And it's Robin, the 10-year-old girl. Let's go, dude. 
He Why goes, does she have to paint the room? She doesn't work for you. She because learned she a lesson. Felt greed. Yes, <laughs> Brian. She dared to be hungry for money. That's right. She was hungry for money, and, and as we all know, only the, wit is allowed. The only way that you can satiate hunger for money is by painting. <laughs> I just imagine at the very end of the episode, it's just she's painting the wall, and then Robin pulls out like a penny from her pocket mm. and goes, "Shh, shh, shh Abe." It's just you and me now. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, brownest of the brown liquors. Uh, <laughs> you want me to drink you? Oh God! Oh boy! So, uh, yeah, I think is that are all, that's that all of our that's, thoughts that's, about that's pretty episode, much. Unless like, you had anything else, AJ or, or Trevor, for that matter. I did like I did really like that Wit felt powerless in, in the in the face of a note saying the man of green shall get my treasure. Right. <laughs> Robin being like, but Mr. Yeah. Whitaker, this is crazy. Like he's a he's a bad person. He's like, well, Robin. Well, it's written down. There's nothing I can really do about it. <laughs> I liked Chris trying to like shoehorn the worst lessons into this stuff. Like yeah. Chris Chris is the best. Yeah. Like it's really like listening back to this as an adult, I'm like, these are my favorite moments in every episode. <laughs> because how aware do you think Chris was of everything that came before? I'd imagine they just recorded her two segments and then let her no, go. No, they home. all record in the room. They're really? all together. Chris, yeah. Chris had to sit wow. there for the entirety of these sessions? Not a long session. I mean, they usually it's it's equivalent to Probably like doing a, yeah. like a, a sitcom. You yeah, know, it's, uh, it's I guess, yeah. and not as long because you don't have cameras and everything else to wrangle. Let's move on. Uh, okay. The Mysterious Stranger, <laughs> based on the famous incomplete short story by Mark Twain, where mm. Satan's nephew, who also has his name, comes to Earth and has some thoughts. Yeah, Wait, oh, no, that, 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 no, it's a little different. Like it could be that actually. It's definitely right? not that. It is something I, much clumsier. I was going to say that the Mysterious Stranger is my favorite Def Cabbage for Cutie album. I, uh, this, is, this, this isn't. This isn't Keith, anything. I'm sorry. You were like so committed to doing a bit. You're like, this is the one, Josh. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say as magistrate of the worst of all possible worlds. Ooh, I hereby rule that AJ has now made it a thing. I got a no but yeah on this one, guy. Yes, it's just no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's Brian has whipped out the magistrate yeah. wig. He has put it on. He has gotten his gavel and he has banged according, in my favor. According to common law. Uh, <laughs> and what, is it, what does it sound like when Brian bangs? Oh, there it is. Yes. So the mysterious stranger part one written by Paul McCusker. Now, Paul McCusker is the other primary uh, writer around this time. Uh, yes. Another weird guy. But what's interesting but about a much this, more talented guy, you can yes. tell that there is craft to this episode that the first episode is lacking, as well as the other episode that we're going to cover yeah. later on. Yes. Uh, worth noting, too, this is three years later. This is a 1993 episode. Oh. So like they've yeah. goodness. You know, now instead of just being three years into Adventures in Odyssey, they're six years into it. And I think yeah. they have developed quite a lot as writers because they were still writing about 50 episodes a year. Yeah, these are uh, episode numbers 244 and 245. So 150 yeah. ish episodes after the one that we had listened to previously. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and, tre and, and Trevor, as somebody who edits audio, like, I mean, could you like tell the leap in sort of foley that's happened <laughs> no. between these two? <laughs> no, no, that's that's not fair. The quality was the same. The foley was better. Yeah, I mean, they were they were doing some much more interesting stuff with the mm -hmm. foley. I, I feel like, and like, mm -hmm. you know, just in terms of oh, we need to make a creepy sound kind of thing. Like it, yeah. it worked a lot better. I kind of believed the scary people who were making voices things better than I did in the first one. Yeah, where like, sure. they yeah, went yeah. to the cave and Webster was like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, what's that terrifying sound? It's like, I think I know what it is. Yeah, that's um, a man coming. That's, yeah, that's, he's, <laughs> he what? He's really like me. He, he's like being hello, hung upside down. I've seen it many times before. Uh, he's yeah. hungry for money. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really like? I like the idea of hungry for money being like an old timey expression for somebody who's gay. Like all of those old expressions are so strange. It's like, is he, you know, is he, is he hungry for money? Does he is go to the automat? Is it, yeah. is it the gentleman cousin? Yeah, exactly. Is he, thir- <laughs> is he thirsty for Washington? Uh, but yes, the mysterious stranger part one begins with a disclaimer that this one might be too scary for children under the age of 10. Ooh, so yeah. uh, I was uh, fully ready for some excitement at this point. Um, I loved yeah. how they told people to go get their parents. Yeah, you got your parents. Yeah. You went and got your parents, AJ. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they, they listened to it with me, Good. and uh, yeah, they were more scared than I was. So <laughs> Connie opens up this episode in the famous words of Destiny's Child, saying, "Bills, bills, bills." She's uh, hoping for more yes. interesting mail to be yes. delivered to Wit. Yeah, Wit yeah. tells her to get back to work twice. It's so mean. Oh, it's like so she's cruel. just like, yeah, it would be nice to have some magazines that I could, you know, read in my downtime. And he's like, or you could work more. It's awesome, you fucking bitch. So like, what am I paying you? <laughs> So like the wit, like he's like, I keep all the cool catalogs for myself. Right? What? <laughs> you know, it's the Sears catalog. Oh That's yeah. Personal. Oh yeah. And also, I'm sure all of his issues of popular mechanics. So a guy steps into Wit's end, and he can't believe that it's it's real. It's just, it's, it's just like yeah. he pictured it in his in his mind. Wait, you you forgot? This is the episode after Wit wrote the magazine article. That, yes. So, yes. so even my wit has written a magazine article. <laughs> and right, they talk yes. about it yes. as though it was in a previous episode. And I was like digging through old stuff. I wasn't listening to all of them, but like I was like, did he write a fucking magazine article earlier? And all I could think was maybe when he wrote something related to that Jesus cloth archaeological right. thing. But this, yeah. this was a Pulitzer. Yeah, this yeah, was exactly. a feature in yeah. like House and Garden magazine <laughs> for wit's end because it's a house that's an ice cream parlor and it has a time machine and a dead guy in the basement. It was written up in current affairs because it yeah. was too terrifying. <laughs> a little known fact is that uh, wit actually is egotted uh, yeah. in addition to his Pulitzer. That's right. That's right. I don't believe it. Hi. Can I help you? It's not possible. I beg your pardon? This place. It's real. Oh. It's here. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> Can I help you? I don't know. I just need to look at it. Take it all in. Incredible. Just like I pictured it. Oh, I get it. You saw the article in the Ooh. Home and Town magazine. Yes, Home but that's town. not what I mean. Home and it Town. <laughs> no, I found you because Place of the magazine country. article. <laughs> but I know this place for another reason. Really? What reason? This was my home. I used to live here. What? What? That's that's, who? How how did that happen? By the way, I got to say, I love the idea of an equivalent magazine to town and country, except rather than being about like the lives of the super wealthy, it's about the lives of the merely upper middle class. That's very funny to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, but so here's the thing. I don't get how Wit has any authority to be surprised that somebody could have been living in Wit's end (laughs) because he hasn't gone in any of the rooms. AJ, Mm -hmm. have I done nothing? Have I done nothing for you? I have run you through so much of the history of this place we listened to that really racist episode about how it was like a radio station or whatever it was never a house it was never a house it needs to be explained it was never it shouldn't have been a treasure hoard to aj's point it shouldn't have been a treasure hoard either and yet 
Right. No, they retcon shit in all the time. There's, no, it's, it's consistent. It's consistent. No, shut it's the consistent. fuck up. Wow, wow. They did it. It's documented. It is by no They're stretch papers. of the imagination. Right? Take, off the you, Josh, right? Take off the magistrate wig. Take off the magistrate wig. I've got the charts. Be a I've house. got the charts. Did you just put on a just put on a focus on the family employee badge? Is that a, <laughs> is that an official focus on the family uh, <laughs> lanyard you're wearing? There? <laughs> look, look. I am and have been the dramaturg for Focus on the Family for the last uh, 10 years. It is an wow. unpaid position. <laughs> You're uh-huh. doing it just for the love of the game. I do, do get for a fast Lord. pass for wit's end, though. That's nice. <laughs> fast pass. For wit's end. It's straight I get to the front. one free Wadfam chalk sod every three years. That's great. Uh, that's yeah. a world-famous chocolate soda for you there, Trevor. Oh, okay. That's yeah. great. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, it's famous in the world. It's a horrible, horrible name. Yes, uh, it is. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. So, did, you, did you say it's a what? I, the other, I wanted to say <laughs> we, we've actually discussed that okay, before as good, well. Good. It's awful. Uh, before we move on, I do want to say, give me very, your wad, fam. It's very funny that uh, that Wit goes, <laughs> the guy goes in, he goes, I can't believe it. It's really real. And Wit just goes, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> like, How are you doing? What if someone, <laughs> someone just auditions for Pippin or down the street? <laughs> and, and he goes on to describe a lot of the uh, uh, things within Wit's End in exquisite detail. Detail he couldn't Look, possibly have known. The stained glass yeah. decoration above the kitchen door. Well, there must be some mistake. Oh, it's no mistake. You fixed it up differently, of course, but it's no mistake. Kent, I'm sorry for saying so, but you couldn't have lived here. Not unless you were a lot older than you look. I'm 28. I've owned this building for several years now, and for years before that, it was ready for demolition. For decades before that, it was the city's recreation center. So it's just not possible There's that, a uh, servant's staircase in the kitchen, isn't there? Uh, Kent? Uh, but, you uh, have to believe me. Where is it? It should be right here. It is behind that door. I enclosed it so kids won't play on it. Like I did when I was a child. It led up to my parents' bedroom. This one leads to my office, but I keep the door locked. This This is wonderful. In the kitchen, Connie. What's in the office? Many Victorian homes had staircases for the servants, Kent. So I think this is actually the first time the show fully establishes in the text of the radio drama that it is a Victorian house. Mm. Oh, Oh, interesting. Okay. It's been depicted as such in plenty of artwork up to this point, but I don't believe they actually said it before now. And this gives us the detail of the stained glass over the door right. and the secret staircase that goes up to Wit's office. Well, I think that it's, is important. It's interesting to hear that Wit's big concern here is not anything really to do with like, who is this guy? What is his health? You know, blah, blah. Who are these it's children really, coming down? It's, it's, who are mm-hmm. these children coming? Yes, exactly. Whose children <laughs> are they? It's more about who is this man trying to access my property in an unauthorized fashion? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Castle doctrine, castle That's doctrine. Right. That's right. I really liked, I really liked also that like, he 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 points out he's like well you know I I closed that up so kids wouldn't play out he goes I used to do that when I was a kid <laughs> you think Wits just like well we don't want to have kids having fun around here that's not that's right. not no, the no, purpose no. of Wits End 
Absolutely not. We just have to send them on traumatizing time travel adventures <laughs> yeah. back to literally the death of Christ. Connie's like, this is weird, wit. Should I call the police? He's like, no, not yet. <laughs> we do not bring the police into its end. That's right. That's right. No police. What's really crazy is that wit understands that you should never talk to the police. Yeah. But yes, Kent goes on, claims that his parents died there when he was living there as a child. This guy, Kent, the 28 year old mystery man. Hey, the Duke not? of Kent. Yes. And uh, Wit's like, no, that's not possible. You know, the deed to the place proves couldn't have lived there at the time, but this is weird. So he goes off and talks to Dale, who will remember is the editor of the Odyssey newspaper. After you called, I had our intern go through the newspaper's archives to see if we had any articles about a Kent Wakefield. Uh, Lucy? Yes, Mr. Jacobs. Hi, Mr. Whitaker. Hi, Lucy. You're the intern? Uh-huh. The school has loaned her to us as part of her studies. What? What did you find out about Kent the Wakefield, middle Lucy? School? Yeah, it's a work-study program. Loaned her? That's what he told me. Then I'm sorry, but I checked everywhere and couldn't find out anything about him. Really? That isn't to say he didn't live here, only that he didn't make it into the newspaper. It's like an old Hollywood studio contract. Oh, yeah, Shirley Temple is on loan from MGM. I was going to say, she's, she still has two <laughs> remaining years of team control, and then she's got an arbitration <laughs> option in the third one. It's so clutch. I don't know if you guys are watching the NFL playoffs, but what I'm learning from them is it's so clutch mm. to have mm. a, a, a teen researcher on a rookie contract. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's really great. Um, <laughs> should, should just take a moment, by the way, to probably acknowledge uh, Go Birds. Go Birds, baby. Yeah, let's go. Super yeah. Bowl bound. Very, very exciting. All also, I finally got to watch a, a team have to use their emergency quarterback in a game, which is uh, I wanted to see uh, Christian. Uh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey play quarterback for some reason. He's uh, also on loan from a middle school. He is. Yeah. <laughs> not even. It's not the famous Christian McCaffrey. It's it's a 12 year old. It's right. 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 <laughs> it was very unfair. He got absolutely uh, annihilated yeah, out just, there. It was. Yeah. We've, keep, keep, your, keep him in your prayers. Um, so it, it, it should also be mentioned that Dale Jacobs is, of course, voiced by Phil Lawler. Yes. Who yeah. wrote the previous episode that we just listened to. And I think it's so funny how badly he wants oh, to be a voice actor. He's yeah. horrible at it. Like, this is he's like so bad. It at was it. truly, like, truly abysmal. He and the thing is, he gets work outside of Adventures in Odyssey. Really? Like Ugh. mostly because I think he taught radio production and, and media production at Azusa Pacific University, oh. and some of his students have gone on and like worked on things and been like, hey, let's cast Phil Lawler. That makes sense. That makes sense. My dad always yeah. said, my, my father's an actor for, for people who don't know me personally. Yeah. Um not yeah. you three, of course, but uh anyone no, else. We knew that. Uh yeah. but uh he uh, a buddy of mine wanted to get into voice acting and his whole thing, he dad was like, Yeah, that's a pretty incestuous world. Like Mm -hmm. maybe you can you can put a tape together but like yeah there's like six people who get work right well and, and yeah. all of them can do like a million voices and that's right. kind of why there's no articles uh that dale has been able to find about kent wakefield right uh wit can't nope. find him in the town hall of records which is a thing that exists apparently yeah i like that uh -huh. wit also is just able to go straight to the police <laughs> And right. he's like, hey, yeah. give me your Kent Wakefield stuff. And they're like, sure, let's go look. They got nothing else to do. You, they have, also, to, you have to give it to the, the warlord of the town. The con of Odyssey. <laughs> do you want your crops to fail? What's wrong with <laughs> <laughs> Like, what's Wit's leverage here? How is it that he 
completely fucking owns the police, but he never gives them anything. What is Here's that? the thing, Josh. You catch more flies with honey than mm. you do with vinegar. Mm-hmm. And no one teaches you kindness quite like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Which just I, goes I, in there and he flashes his fucking CIA badge. That's right, what happens. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, also, I also like to imagine that there were some cops that came to investigate some like noise disturbances at wit's end and they were just never seen again. So everyone <laughs> yeah, just yeah. kind of has to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. you see them back, the you're going to have to dig up some files for me. Walling yeah. up a part of his house. There's so many areas at Wits End that people never see. It's a, it's a fucking Resident <laughs> Evil 7 situation. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is going to become a Resident Evil 7 yeah. situation. Yeah. It is. So Wit speculates about the potential nature of what might be going on with this Kent guy. You know, Wit, Kent could have Odyssey mistaken for somewhere else. Or he's, he's, well, out of his mind. Yeah. I've been wondering about that, but he was so sure of himself. He swears that Wit's End was his home. Oh, that's unsettling. <laughs> Unsettled these nuts. <laughs> but is it? That's a good like, point, Josh. I, okay, so so I think we haven't really talked about yet with this. The reason why this episode doesn't work for me is because I don't care. Like they give, sure. they've given me absolutely no reason to care about any of these so, people involved. So Kent oh? Wakefield coming in, <laughs> Kent Wakefield coming in and being doing his thing just wasn't compelling to you. No, no, in the way because a dead sounds, body in the basement was. Yeah, oh yeah, dead body in the basement, great. In, inherent mystery about yeah, that. Yeah, I but, agree. A, yeah. but like a 28-year-old wandering into a place going, "Golly gee Willikers, this is just like my house." I'm right. like, "Okay, yeah, a lot of houses look like other houses, dude. Like there's no there's no like inherent like what's going on? Like what crazy right, right, right. thing lies at the heart of this?" Well, that's also why then they what they do next is they try to raise the stakes because I was going to say that exact same phrase. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cuz Connie picks up the phone and hears this. Ooh. Connie has not watched a lot to uh, like enough horror movies because like if I hear a single beware I'm hanging up that phone and then I'm burning that phone. Right. Right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't go what? <laughs> Say that horrifying demon talk again. The call is coming from inside Wit's End. He hits him yeah. with the uh who is this? Yeah. <laughs> hey, AJ, what do you uh. think burning the phone would accomplish? <laughs> The demon that's inside of it. Got inside it. of the phone. Yeah. Inside of the phone, yeah. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. In case yeah. it's like a yeah. haunted phone situation. You never know. Yeah. You never like a know. phantom it's toll like it's, booth. It's not a cell phone. This is a landline. Phantom There's toll multiple booth? phones that all connect... Also, one of my favorite house. Def Cabbage for Cutie albums. So, we, okay, okay, I'm ruling again. It's not a thing anymore. There we oh, fucking go. Oh, it'll circle back. It'll it. circle back. You You'll see. It, so, my thought I'll here, my, my thought here was this to me then. Now, this is suddenly a Nancy Drew mystery, right? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of got that vibe to it now. Totally. Um, there's like, the, the there's somebody who is being moderately menaced in a somewhat unclear way. The thing about the Nancy Drew games, though, is that and and the books as well, but you know the games are particularly relevant in our conversation. Uh, is that Nancy will always the the, the the inciting thing, sort of like what you were saying, AJ, is something mm. that is really crazy or really inexplicable. Like somebody yeah. sees a ghost or there's Ooh. a dead body or whatever. Uh. Whereas I think you're right mm. that 
there's a guy who thinks this might be his childhood home is just like that. That's not anything. <laughs> no. And I, I think there's actually a, a very interesting fix you could do for this. Mm. Put the phone call first. Sure. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So then when the guy wanders in, it's like already Connie's like, there's something real. Yeah, I was yeah, told yeah, to yeah, beware. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. this kid Who's wanders this guy? in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, they. I mean, I feel like I feel like the guy who doesn't know if it's wits end or not is really sort of like it feels like that was the first thing they came up with. Where like they're just like, okay, what if right. someone went to Wit's End and said, This is my house? And Wit was like, No one ever lived here before. And then you have to figure it out. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like right. I think I think that's the first thing. But then realizing no, no like, second okay, drafts. Yeah, here. like how right. do we no. how do we res- first draft, worst draft? <laughs> <laughs> like, how do we resolve this? Like, how do we resolve mm-hmm. Wit not knowing anything about Wit's End or this guy not knowing about Wit? And it's like right. Yeah, like yeah. the only way you resolve it is by making it way more complicated. Well, and that's exactly what happens next. You know, there's so much more that Wit then has to do. And Lucy, uh, the cub reporter, tags along with him. Uh, he goes to the police. Like we said, they have apparently dialed the police in Pittsburgh and confirmed that there is a guy named Kent Wakefield in Pittsburgh. So that's a thing. And then it's off to the library to get the historical blueprints of Wits End. They get intercepted there by another guy, a guy named James Wakefield, who claims that he's Kent's uncle. But then Wit talks to him uh, and he has a slightly different story to tell. Yeah. Are you the uncle who took Kent to Pittsburgh after his parents died? He told you about that. Oh, only a little. You should know that I'm not his real uncle. I adopted him. So, his real name isn't Wakefield? No. Do you know what it is? No. At first, the agency said they wouldn't divulge the information. They operate on the basis of anonymity or something like that. Later, I made a more diligent effort to find out about Ken's history, but by that time, his records had disappeared. Some clerical error, I would imagine. Um, they make a point of putting James Wakefield in an electric wheelchair so that's you can hear that hum as they're uh, walking around in the library or city hall or wherever they are. Yes. Um, this is played by Herb Ellis. Uh, Herb Ellis was an old time radio drama guy. He worked with Jack Webb all the time. Oh, cool. Oh, well. Um, for those who don't know who Jack Webb is, he's the dragnet guy. He's the <laughs> original Jack, Jack Webb. Is. Shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Webb sounds like an alias that Spider-Man comes up with, like on the fly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so he created Jet Dragnet. He created like dramas about, you know, DAs and things like that, just like Dick Wolf does now. Um, mm. And Herb Ellis is actually partly responsible for the existence of Dragnet in the first place in the early 50s. So oh, cool. I'm sure he was a big get for the Odyssey guys. I'm mm. sure they were very excited. Well, it to seems have like it seems sure. like they wanted to get Vincent Price, but couldn't. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. They just wanted to. Well, good luck. The offer was out. They, he never I, uh, got back to right. them. I, yeah. I, I hope you'll find him soon. I hope uh, perhaps he'll show up soon. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wish that. I wish we got Vince. We we definitely do have a little bit of a sense of an unreliable narrator here. Like, it's hard yeah. to tell what's real and what's not. He's he's his fake adoptive uncle. Right. Yeah, question. Question. How do you adopt a nephew? Very carefully. So <laughs> you want to the... become an uncle? It's not hard. <laughs> Kent's counselors, his psychologists, uh-huh. I should say, suspect that his parents died in a terrible fire of some sort. And they believe Kent barely escaped with his own life. Oh, no. Yes. We believe it happened oh, when God, he was oh, man. three years old. I love this very sudden music sting there. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. yep. His parents died in a fire. I did briefly think that they died in the fire that burned down the church of Wits End, yeah. and I think that's kind of what's implied, but that would make him, like, 
81 years old right. and like yeah. a mythical like immortal figure and I'm like okay so this is gonna be like a Lazarus thing but no we, we are led to believe that yeah no Kent is just insane like this doesn't yeah. add up yeah. Kent's and insane. They, and they, they say that explicitly Kent's whole thing right. is that he is completely insane he goes apparently around to different towns where he just imagines well maybe my parents died here and then he fills in the empty space in his memories with imagined details that is the story and so Wit basically buys it he returns to Wit's end Connie fills him in about the weird phone calls and uh Lucy then returns to Wit's End with copies of the plans, the blueprints, which Wit peruses. Ah, here's the design for the house. It was done by Lyle Architects. Hmm, there's the servant's stairwell to the second floor hallway, and the old corner fireplace, and... Hey, wait a minute. What's wrong? Well, there's a note from the architect here on the bottom. So? So, it says from the Tate House. Tate House. Oh. Yes, the Tate House. Boy, I had to dig back for this one. Well, thank you, Mr. Lyle. As you know, Wits End has been through a number of transformations. It was built on the site of the town church after the main sanctuary burned down, around the turn of the century. Uh, yes, the church tower is still there. Right. The city commissioned my grandfather to design the building. According to these notes, the city elders ask him to make it look more like a house than a building because of where it sits. Because it's in McAllister Park? Yeah. They thought a house would look better than an institutional building in such a beautiful setting. Well, my grandfather did such a good job that it actually was used as a house before they turned it into the recreation center. AJ, you're not following for four years. It was the mayor's house. You need to know this, AJ. I'm giving you the vegetables that you need to understand the lore as we go back to Blackard's return. Eat your God fucking vegetables, it. AJ. First count down to the devious Dutchman. First of all, he shouldn't be talking because Lyle Lyle Crocodile can only sing in the voice of Sean Mendes. He we're cannot not speak no, we're not talking to about other fucking... people. And second of all, why we spend so many time and so much time in this episode on fucking nouns and about places yeah. that I don't care about, and it just it, it just compounds it's intrigue. It's, AJ, it's, this it's like, is no, it's not. <laughs> care about the Tates at all. Yeah, uh, like and the I Andersons. care about them. Sharon Tate, her house. You, we yeah. all remember, of course, that Ma- the Manson killings. We remember what happened at the Tate. And you house. know, what? I, I think I, I was yeah. for all of us when I say justice for Roman Polanski. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> you have tried to cancel me twice in two days, Trevor. No. <laughs> justice to all of these Tate victims: Sharon Tate, yep. her husband mm-hmm. Roman Polanski, yep. Andrew Tate. Yep. Everyone yes. has been targeted by the Matrix. So the, the the thing that's really great about that clip too is like we've we've had one of these before, but it's like this little smash cut that happens in the middle of the scene and McCusker's like, Yeah, we're just going with it. Like mm-hmm. Wade is I talking about yeah. this guy and then talking to this guy and we're just we're going. It is nothing like that Lawler shit. Yeah, we, we yeah. I was texting you about this, Brian, that like I one thing that I always come back to is I hate it when children's media assumes that kids can't keep up with right. more advanced narrative techniques. And this yeah. just 
works. The show continues as it grows to find these more and more sophisticated sort of narrative ways of telling the story. And yeah. uh, is it in service of anything particularly great in this episode? Yes. No, but it's what? worth noting. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, your lanyard is glowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we learn from this that the Tate house is an important place for reasons. And uh, do, do we want to know why it's important? I, I was just going to explain it. I don't think we need the whole clip. You, do we? you don't need Lucy to tell you do that you want, it's you, you it's, want, it's a house identical to Wit's End that you, was built on the edge of town. Right. There are two yep. houses with the same blueprint. Yep. And Surpr- uh, surprise. One of them was built by Thaddeus Tate, a railroad baron. And th- that house burned down. Yep. Uh, uh, six Semper <laughs> railroad barons. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't even know what happened to the Tates because that's not who was living there because it was the Wakefields or whatever their real name was. Charles Wakefield's Manson not his killed real them. Name. That's what happened. He, was adopt- he has an adopted uncle. Charles Manson um, wasn't involved. It was actually, he was yeah. back home. He was an instigator. Mm. I wonder if that was just like dancing in McCusker's head. Like, what's a what's a house? What's a name for a house where bad stuff? Oh, I'm happens? sure that's what it was. Oh, and like, absolutely. And I'm, but I, I'm sure he wasn't even thinking consciously about it. Like, right. it just right. happened that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Lucy... And who is it? Oh, I'm about to play the clip, but I can't remember. They go to the... Oh, it's Wit. Yeah. yeah. Lucy yeah. and Wit. I know. <laughs> I know what happens. That guy. They go to the Tate house. The charred walls, fallen beams. It's creepy. Creepy, yes, but even more puzzling. Why? Mm. Well, because of Kent. You know, considering his uncle says he's crazy, everything he's told us has proven to be true. Hmm. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> the wind, I hope. <laughs> Maybe we should leave. Good idea. Uh, I'm coming. There we go. There we <laughs> yeah. go. Uh, a lot of a lot of shouts happening. It was uh, weird how all of those shouts happened at the same time in the episode that we listened to. What a what a great what a great depiction of mental illness and disability mm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Master class of all. I can't I can't wait to get to that in when we get back from oh, the because uh, you break, guess what, but, folks? That is the disability, especially is part of the the roadmap to the return of Regis Blackard. You will hear huh. a lot about disability in this year. Uh, okay. Yes. I was I was very surprised that none of you brought up the incredible line. That's what I meant when I said uh, when I said Kent goes crazy. He is crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's yeah, right. Because, totally insane. Because, uh, yeah, what happens uh, as Wit and Lucy are going over to the house is that Kent goes back into Wit's end while it's while it's still open, uh, goes into the train room, becomes utterly train pilled and starts freaking out all the kids. Like yeah. he's presumably standing there just like shaking uh, and, yeah. and, and staring at trains. Connie has to go intercept him. He like grabs her really, really hard. Yeah. And I remember now I didn't clip the scene because it was just really long and it's right. just a lot of like, I used to live here. I used to live here. My uncle, he doesn't believe me. Mr. You Wakefield, believe me, me, don't you? You must believe me. The, no, no, Wakefield. The, the, the trains, you're making them go too fast. Yeah. You're hurting them. Yeah. With yeah. a yeah. man in the White House. <laughs> 
I was more concerned, honestly, about, you know, was he hurting Connie? Maybe a little bit, but he was definitely hurting the trains. That, that yeah, was, he was. Oh, yeah, they were going way too fast. And also, Brian, that was a much more believable performance than what we got yes, in the actual was. episode. It's because I'm actually insane. But Kent Wakefield is like, he, the guy who plays him is not giving a very good no, performance. That, that was like this. one of his very first jobs ever. He's mostly an editor. Yeah, K- Kent does his, his train menacing. I did want to bring up the fact that this child walks up to Connie and is like, hey, there's something going on in the train room. And Connie goes, what is it, scrub? That is a child's name in Adventures in Odyssey. What? He appeared once before what? this. He is Rodney Rathbone's cousin. He is played by Dave Arnold's son, Landon. He is not important at all. And this episode is like, oh, yeah, you all know Scrub. <laughs> you I know his friend. You scrub. love him. It's Scrub. <laughs> it's, it's, I, love, I love that uh, That in the Adventures in Odyssey universe, all of the characters from uh, Midsummer Night's Dream and the forest just live there. <laughs> How you yeah, doing there, uh-huh. Peas Blossom? <laughs> the big reason that they had to eliminate Scrub is that nobody wanted him. Oh, they wanted the, yeah. none of him whatsoever. He thought he was fly. Turns out, not so much. And the worst thing is, like, the name is a reference. And you know what it's a reference to? Bill Lawrence? The Voyage of the Dawn Treader and the Silver oh. Chair by C.S. Lewis. Oh. Eustace Scrub. Oh, God. So, you so know. Scrub, you know. So, so Scrub book. went through the no-no door and found himself in Narnia. I yeah. guess the ultimate consequence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's tumness for you. <laughs> let's get back to yeah. the spooky house. Uh, after Ooh. we hear, thanks. After we hear that, uh, something coming. Something breaks and falls. This is the start of a holiday season, not the arguing season. Arrivederci, amigos. <laughs> That's all the scary voices in the house. It's pretty there scary. You go, Josh. Those yeah. scary wow. voices. The funny thing is that, like. The assemblage of voices there was was that good? Not exactly, but like it would have been more interesting than somebody just being like, "Why did I ever want to do this?" Ah, so just to be very clear, this is my final episode of the worst of all possible worlds. It's been great getting to know all of you, dear listeners, over the course of the past couple of years. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, something breaks good. and falls on wit, right? Um, yeah. he, he falls through a hole, I thought. Does he fall? No, no, no. It's like a beam falls It's on like it. something. A thing. Oh. Yeah, a thing kind of kind of taps him as it, we learn. It gives him a little yeah. love tap on yeah. the head, and that's the end of uh, part one of The Mysterious Stranger. Where Wit almost yeah. dies. Let, let, let's not forget that this is described yes. as Wit almost dying <laughs> Wit about 30 times. Almost Fingers crossed. fucking dies. Fucking dies. Every time. Every time I'm just like, let this be the time. Let it finally no, kill him. No, he's unkillable. It's coming, AJ. It's so, coming. We I'm coming. now have I'm coming. heard all of the exciting stakes here. We've set yeah. up the great mystery. Ooh. How will Ooh. this mystery be resolved? Well, Ooh. you'll just have to wait until after this to find out. Well, salutations, listeners. Lord Ligorium here, owner and proprietor of Lord Ligorium's Pop Organ Emporium. Friends, do you like music? Do you like pianos? Do you like pianos but wish it were like, like there were three of those? Then come on down to Lord Ligorium's Pop Organ Emporium, located on Odyssey's Main Street between Clemens' cameras and that one old shop we thought was filled with witches. Turns out it was a Michaels. Our organs will blow you! away with our low low prices and delivery men what could get your fancy new organ to the top of a dang tower 
We have lost so many men to towers. So pop into Lord Ligorium's Pop Organ Emporium today and tell me, Lord Ligorium, that Lord Ligorium, that's me, sent you, as I am currently the only retail employee. Oh, uh, sorry folks, there seems to be somebody making a ruckus in the back room, and considering there's no way into that back room other than through this here door, I'm gonna go ahead and assume it's witches. Just gonna grab my trusty witch bonkin' bat and... My god, a monster! No, wait, you ain't a monster. I see faces, so many faces, in pain, great pain. Uh, you like music? Well, go on, keep playing. We sounded lovely. Don't be shy, come on. Oh yeah, I, I think I know this one. Uh Ransom notes keep falling out your mouth. Mid-sweet talk newspaper word cutouts. Speak no feeling, no, I don't believe you. You don't care a bit, you don't care a bit. Come on! Ransom notes keep falling out your mouth. Made sweet talk newspaper word cutouts. Speak no feeling, no, I don't believe you. You don't care a bit, you don't care, you don't care a bit. Oh no, you don't care a bit. Oh no, you don't care a bit. Oh, you poor thing. You poor, poor thing. Well, what's your name? Do you have a name? Many names. Horace Grover Jimmy Spencer. Well, that's a heck of a lot of names. But what should I call you? Uh, do you have a favorite name? Jerry well, Jerry Whittaker, I reckon this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. One more time from the top. This is a sports yeah. podcast now. Oh, God. Excellent. So this is the Brian and I's last days. Uh, we are resigning from the worst of all possible worlds. That guy hit the home run like he was going... Oh. <laughs> I mean, it do be like that, though, sometimes. You got it. You did it. Um, yeah. yeah. That's actually the sound of Pete Alonso hitting a home run. It kind of is. He's a big, goofy Italian. It's nice. I'm a big, goofy Italian. You're, you're, a, you're, you're, a, you're a small, you're a goofy, small Italian. goofy Italian. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hoisted by my own batard. So we're back. You are, you are roughly batard shaped. We're back. Yeah. Uh, we are continuing now on part two of The Mysterious Stranger. Uh, uh, yeah. It opens with Whit being like, I'm okay. <laughs> I guess they were like, you know, the dead body one, he does get like a concussion. And so like, we can't just keep giving Wit a concussion. Right, right. So it's just like right. the episode starts. They're like, oh no, Wit. And he's like, I'm fine. Yep. 
Yeah, don't worry. That, was, that, that could have been bad, but it wasn't. <laughs> this leads us then into an immediate confrontation with some fucking lady. What do you want? Oh, my name's John Whitaker, and I... I don't care who you are. What are you doing on this property? You're trespassing. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we didn't see any signs. You need a sign to tell you not to come into a burned-out wreck? Are you fools? I'm sorry. You're right. We shouldn't have come in. I very nearly got myself killed by... I can see what happened. I'm not blind. Uh, excuse me for asking, but who are you? The name's Ullman, and I'm the caretaker of this property. Tracy, Tracy Ullman. Ullman. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the, the, the grandmother of the Simpsons here. Yep, yep. Tracy <laughs> yeah, Ullman yeah, yeah. and I host this late night show. Now get off my haunted set. <laughs> I love, that's right, boy. Uh, wow, that's, that's a really good old Homer. I love that he says, my name is John Avery Whitaker, and she says, I don't care. And I was like, yes! <laughs> Finally! Once you she lives in Odyssey, and she's like, At I don't long. know who you are. Long I don't last. fucking care. Get out. I like that there's just a cabin that's right next to a burned out husk of a home. Mm-hmm. And the home's never been bulldozed or like nothing's ever been no, built yeah, on it's just, spot. It's just, it's just sitting there. It reminds me of like uh, like in Red Dead Redemption 2 where you ride past that barn that's just like uh, <laughs> dilapidated and falling apart. Mm-hmm. Like I, like that's the kind of odyssey that like we're living in, <laughs> yep, right? Because yep. it is simultaneously a very bustling small town and also in the middle of goddamn mm-hmm. nowhere. Yeah, right? yeah. Actually, Marston built the Tate House. <laughs> is that right? That's canon. I gotta raise <laughs> the wall i can't do marston uh, i still can't do marston. That's, a, that's a good marston okay, I, I think okay. you're doing just fine aj they return then after meeting tracy Ullman. uh <laughs> they return back to wit's end uh and the police are there yeah oh he is so mad Witt's furious that connie called the cops is everybody all right you guys will never guess what happened you're right what is all this well, Kent Wakefield was here and he was acting really strange. And he grabbed me by the arm and I have a bruise, see? You called the police because of a bruise? (laughs) Um, No, not exactly. I screamed and Scrub called the police. There's Scrubs. 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 We all know. Scrub seems like a good person. Like Scrubs. No, Scrub is just fine. He's kind of weird, but like, yeah, he's a good kid. Yeah, yeah. He can't do this all on his own. He's no Superman. (laughs) Right. Mm, mm, mm. I'm there with you. I got it. <laughs> don't fucking call the cops to wit's oh end. Oh my god. Don't the do heat, it. The Never heat once. he brings with her. Oh, I I bet something bad has to have happened. <laughs> you wouldn't have called the cops otherwise. You know how I am about oh, them. Oh, a little bruise? Just I'll like, give I'll give you like something to cry she, about. Incredible abuser energy. Like just yeah. like she's I, a fucking 16-year-old attacked by an almost 30-year-old. Oh, it's and, just like, a I get, bruise. Like, I wouldn't <sighs> James Wakefield shows up and is like, ah, Kent's sick. Oh, no. But he he tips his hand a little bit. He says, oh, Wit, you almost got killed out there. Well, how would he know? How would he know where Wit was? Now, this is like the exact same tell that they had in the episode where the guy was like dead in the basement. Mm-hmm. Where like they just had some person involved who was like, just like when you did this three hours ago and no one else was there except for the mysterious shadowy figure that attacked you. That's such a classic though. It's, it's the classic of like, (laughs) Uh, you know, me saying like, well, I wasn't the one who stabbed him. The cop being like, that's interesting. Uh, who said he got stabbed? So wit goes back to Dale. Dale does another dig. 
we get some information here that, again, is just kind of confusing about that there was a mom who died of smoke inhalation. The son got moved to a foster home. Nobody knows where the dad, Stephen, ended up. So the mystery right. expands. Stephen Aren't just, we excited? Stephen just left the hospital. And even 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 right. Wits like, now hang on. How many how many clerical errors could possibly right. exist in this case? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Once they like find the real name and it's it's you know it's Anderson. That's that's Kent. It's Kenneth Anderson. His parents like they find Mr. all of these Anderson. places that should have documents, Ooh. and it's like it's half there. Right. Like someone has physically gone in and pulled papers out of the filing cabinet. Which wasn't and left. that also a thing in another Odyssey episode Probably. of like missing yeah. documents? No, and we no, go no, back to the microfiche. I mean, oh yeah. no, you know what it is? I'm thinking of this present darkness. Where oh yeah, remember the film and the yeah. all of the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. documents went missing. <laughs> this is such a trope. It's a trope, though. I mean, there's like that's. That's kind of to be expected where it's like, you know, amnesia or like the femme fatale right. or whatever. like that's radio. Like that yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah. But some of the stuff is like the, the more sort of like kind of capricious or 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 ornate stuff is where I where I lose it, where it's like, mm. yeah, like after that lady was mean to him and uh, and Lucy just goes, I see friendliness isn't a big like big selling player <laughs> out here, which just goes, yeah, like, OK, chill. Well <laughs> Everyone calm down. Yeah, I think I've sort of pinpointed like what my problem is with these okay. with this with this two parter. Mm. And it's that it's just nothing but codes and keys. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's like you're, if you're in a video game, usually there's like sort of like like there's like lore and context, but all this thing is is just another plot thing to get you to the next sure, plot sure. thing, but it doesn't ever take time to like extrapolate like what what are these people feeling? Or like what yeah. like at, how is this affecting this poor kid who doesn't even know where he is right. at any given time? He's almost like an afterthought so he can explain this like incredibly like almost Resident Evil 7, as you said earlier, yeah. mm-hmm. like convoluted family. Yes. That it's just it's too much to pack into this two part. But no like, one has I, interiority yeah. except wit. Right. Yeah. Like in any episode. Like no one, no one is given interior. Even Eugene well, doesn't. In have... these episodes, there okay. are other episodes of the shows where characters do have like actual motivations and reasons for being. It's it's just that in these particular episodes, in order for things to happen, he packs it with so much plot. And like you said, AJ, he doesn't leave room for you to care. And to pull it yeah. back to the Nancy Drew adventures, the video game specifically, yeah. which again, I think this is kind of in that world. Oh, yeah. One of the things that makes those games so fun is the fact that all of the characters are a little off. They're a little quirky. And so the who done it, you yeah, want to know, and it. it could be any of them. It could be all of them. You don't yeah. know. Could you imagine Wit doing the uh, the murder on the Orient Express? Well, oh no, no, <laughs> no I don't. I don't no, think Lucy. we have time for it in the lead up to to the return of the Devious Dutchman. But there is an episode where Eugene is accused of murder on a train. Somebody does get thrown <laughs> off a train. It's a whole situation. Yeah, well, yeah. it's Mama. Mama gets thrown. You know off what? The train. You know what? Mm. Eugene, <laughs> let's do I'm that. I'm starting to think everyone on the train had a hand to this. What, <laughs> Just follow with me and see what happens. <laughs> yep, yep. Wit has an idea, then he's like, all right, I'm going to go talk to the doctor. The doctor's going to tell me who did it and how. Yeah, and-, and so we see Doc Morton again, a completely think One of the only recurring roles that never does fucking anything. She is a purely functionary role. It's just Correct. like, Wit's dying, I'm his doctor. Lucy's dying, I'm her oh, doctor. This right. is the first uh, of two doctors died. in this episode, <laughs> yes. by the way. There's a lady doctor and a man doctor. And we know yeah, who yeah, dressed more, so. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Trevor, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, it was a big it problem. Me because, like, having a lady doctor, I don't know, it was just like, maybe they should have switched up 
up the writer's room first. Like, like they were already running stale under Moffat's direction anyway. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yes. So what we learn... <laughs> We've got to get through this plot, guys. We got you, Josh. Oh, but why? Smoke inhalation is a thing. Steven, yes. he's still maybe alive. He's got brain damage <sighs> if he is alive. Yeah. Wow, crazy. Uh, mm. Wit goes back off to drive somewhere else. Kent is in his car. And Wit's just kind of like, Kent oh. is in his back seat. He just pops up and he's like, I know where you should go. And, and Wit is not that surprised. He's so Lucy cavalier about it. Yes, Run there's a child, child in the car. This is an unstable 28-year-old man. Wit's like, well, Who attacked his employee. It, was just it is what it is. Come on. Let's drive out to the Tate house. <laughs> and uh, Kent immediately IDs the Tate house as his child at home. But again, Mrs. Ullman is there. I thought I told you to get off my property. I'll call the police. I will. I'm sorry, Mrs. Ullman, but we had to... Wait a minute. Mrs. Ullman? Yes, I know you. Ullman. I saw you on the TV. It's impossible. You... No. No, it couldn't be. No. Go away. I'll call the police. Go away. Which, since we know what the ending of this is, she should not be surprised to see Kent here. Yeah. <laughs> she, right. she, oh she knows God, already. Right. right. Yeah. I would like to take a, a brief moment to actually praise the music in this in the in this episode, in this yeah. two parter. Okay. I think it's really, really lovely. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you can play these songs with chords, but it's like it really like like it really like strikes at your heart in like a very like visceral way. Like it's nothing too complex, but like it really yeah. uh it really unsettled me, actually. They had some like uncut gems level of like mm-hmm. anxiety <laughs> yeah. induced in my brain. There's some good use of dissonance here. It's a long, long way from the Castles and Cauldrons episode when we heard this. (laughs) 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 Now, Trevor, which do you prefer is my question. I I gotta say, I sort of prefer Castles and Cauldrons. (laughs) That's what I thought. That's what I thought. It's a little bit, there's a little bit of that, uh, oh, uh, why am I forgetting her name? Um, Well, you know what? No, even a better one. It sort of sounds like Goblin, like the person, the the band that did all the uh, Dario Argento scores for like Suspiria and stuff. Sort of sounds yeah. like them, and I'm a, I'm a, of course a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Campbell really moved away from his Wendy Carlos. Uh, That's what I was there. I influence of Wendy Carlos. Once we Thank the 90s. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was thinking of like Wendy Carlos Williams, and I was like, "That's not." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the name of like an irony leftist Twitter I'm account. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm like, I'm my sure brain is doing is. something here, but it's not helping. Can't recognizes Mrs. Ullman, and uh, then they go off to a different doctor's place because we need another. Other guy for some reason, Doctor oh, Newcastle, and this guy is something. Choices else. are being yeah, made. Oh, strong yeah. choices, strong yeah. and wrong, as they say. Yes, can I help you, Doctor Newcastle? <laughs> yes, that's me. Though I don't get called Doctor much anymore. Retired a few years ago, you know. Uh, yes, sir. Well, uh, I'm John Whitaker, and this is Lucy Schultz. Uh huh. <laughs> that is a right choice. I love yes. that. Uh-huh. So this yeah. is Jimmy Weldon. He's the voice of Solomon Grundy. <laughs> Born on a Monday. Oh my gosh! Yes. No, you're right. right. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's, Solomon Grundy wants pants too. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's still alive, by the way. He is 99 years old. Wow. He's going to turn 100 this year. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. 
But yes, the good Dr. Newcastle does not remember Steven Anderson, but he does remember the Tate fire. Uh, Mm. He remembers that the father suffered a great deal of smoke inhalation damage. Um, The files at the hospital are gone, but Dr. Newcastle still has the journals. And so he goes back to his his journals. doctor in journals. Yeah, he goes back to the old doctor in (laughs) journals. I've done some medical examinations, I have. (laughs) And we get some more details about the case from these journals. Well, according to your journal, you met Steven Anderson's brother-in-law. That's right. I remember now. He came in several times to talk about Stephen. At first, I didn't get his name. Real mysterious fella. I remember thinking he was very wealthy. Of course, he'd have to be to take care of Stephen back at the house. Uh, Which house? It's right in there, isn't it? They moved him back to Tate Lodge. You mean house, don't you? Tate House? Nope. (laughs) Don't be silly, girl. The Tate House burned down years ago. (laughs) So this is the second location. You fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> so there's a cabin next to the house. It also has its own name for some reason. Yeah, you know, the Tate Lodge. Trevor, I feel like you were you were talking to me when we were messaging a little bit about yes. just how much this show centers around berating children. Oh my God, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, I mean, uh, for the biggest criminal is is uh, is wit for like Every time a child is in danger, him being like, well, there's no reason to get upset about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was yeah. tied up in an attic yeah. for three hours. That doesn't sound <laughs> like all this. <laughs> it's not enough for the police. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's like it, it's it's fantastic. And like the it, it also reminds me of that uh, of the Simpsons joke where he's talking to. Uh, there's a lot of this in, in the Simpsons. Uh, and I, I don't really yes, know why. Absolutely. Yes. Like, yes. yes. Um, it reminds me of the Hank Scorpio joke where he's talking to Homer and Homer asks him where he can get a hammock. Homer, there's four places. There's the hammock hut. That's on third. Uh-huh. There's hammocks are us. Got that's it. on third too. You got put your butt there. Mm-hmm. That's on third. Yeah. Swing low, sweet chariot. Right. Okay. Matter of fact, they're all in the same complex. It's the hammock complex down on third. Oh, the hammock district. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's like that, but like with with houses. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Taint house. No, I mean Taint no. Lodge. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I just want to go to the whole Taint district. <laughs> I think I think I accidentally said Taint district, and I deeply yeah. apologize. That's all right. Brian. Mm. So yes, what we have what we come to learn is that James Wakefield is actually the wheelchair guy we met before. Which, again, they could have dug through the records and found that his mother's maiden name was Wakefield. There's so many and ways been they like, could have done Oh, yeah, obviously. This whole plot unravels with a with a photo album. Correct. Like, with yeah. the photo album, it's like, it's gone immediately. So, <laughs> ultimately, though, the thing is, James is Kent's real uncle. He's not his uncle for fake. He's his uncle for real. And this matters this changes nothing. because of reasons. <laughs> no, right. well, no it, it, it's the will. The will is the will is important then because 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 the if he were some sort of false uncle, he couldn't uh, get the money. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We, we hate a fake <laughs> uncle. False a fun, uncle. A funkle, if, if you will. The funniest um, thing you can do is say false instead of fake, I found. False, it. false yeah. uncle. Um, but yes, Dale shows How dare up. thou false uncle. <laughs> you are the true Cast uncle. Cast your eye upon the Danish throne. Dale shows up with his latest research. You know, there's a family fortune. There's some shit with the will. None of this really matters except to establish that like no. the only thing that this establishes is that Uncle James has a vested reason to keep Kent from finding out that his dad is still alive. And so once yep. Kent shows up at Tate Lodge, question mark, <laughs> we get this incredible confrontation between Kent and his Uncle James. I wish you salesmen would quit bothering me. No, don't close the door. That's right, Mrs. Ullman. Don't close the door. Let him in. Don't no. do it. Let him in. 
Uncle James, what are you doing here? I should ask you the same question. This is so camp. You were a bad boy to run away from me again. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. What in the world is that? That's our own Stephen. Stephen, come in. Oh, no, Mr. Wakefield. Don't get him involved. Don't be ridiculous. He's already involved. Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen is ambulatory? I don't like, I don't like this first draft of Young Frankenstein. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? There are two doctors in this. <laughs> yeah. And so, one Frankenstein. God. And two Tate buildings. But one is also not. A, there's three, really. But uh, so the, like, this is so gothic. Like, this mm -hmm. is so fucking mm -hmm. like Paul McCusker is like, I really want to write a horror story. I really want to be Edgar Allan McPoe. Well, and, and the tone shifts so fucking quickly. This comes out of <laughs> nowhere. So insane. Once again, I'm going to say they wanted Vincent Price for this role. And yes. Couldn't get yes. Him. One, for you know, sure. Or they felt uncomfortable that he was by. And I did mention this to you, though, that Hal Smith, who played Toad and Will Ryan, who played Frog. Did they play? And those are two canonically <gasps> gay characters. Did so. they play Frog and Toad in the, in the animated? They did. Oh, that, oh that's oh, lovely. That's Hal Smith and Will Ryan. Yeah. More like Will Byan. You know, it is more like that. And more like Hal Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So. Steven grabs Kent and and, 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 and there's this yeah. whole thing where James is like, well, we're going to have to give you a sedative. And like, it just becomes incredibly gothic and violent for like a minute. That's um, very fun. James has like a villain monologue. You know, we have to get rid of him. But Wit shows up at just the right time. You know, you're busted fucko. It's over. <laughs> and and then what? back at Wit's end, Wit sort of wraps up the story, connects a whole bunch of plot beats that didn't yeah, need to be connected. Yeah, like seven minutes left in the episode, and it's just to do the the psycho explain everything scene. Doesn't yeah. need to doesn't need to be in here. Doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah, we get it. It's all about inheritance. Uh, cool. I'm glad there was. Yeah. A, I'm glad Lucy was there to be a journalist to ask every obvious question. Just, <laughs> I will say this though: a thing that I loved is they're like, well, how will Kent ever get back to normal? Because you know, there's 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 two kinds of people. There's people with brains that are normal, and people with brains that are abnormal. And people and, with uh, brains that are abnormal cannot live in Odyssey. That's uh, right. Uh, and it's only yeah. only by the grace of God. Only by yeah. the grace of God could he ever return to being normal. I, I do like that it's like, oh yeah, after this like <laughs> lifetime of being like isolated and abused by this parent, it's okay. We're gonna give him a few a few rounds of of therapy from a good Christian therapist like James Dobson, and and then he'll be fixed. No, no, no. We're normal. gonna send him. We're gonna send him up to a cave, and we're gonna have uh, <laughs> green acid shot at his face. That's like a present, though. That's gonna that's yeah. gonna be the moment he changes. I do like this is the one time they bring back in religion. Like they're just mm -hmm. like, oh, mm -hmm. we forgot to do this. <laughs> yeah, that happens with a lot of Focus does, on the so family is gonna is gonna break our legs if we don't. If we don't it's do it's usually yeah. Chris's job at the end to be like, you know, the Bible says. <laughs> Which she also does here. She's Don't like, trust guys in wheelchairs. The poison of greed will yeah. take its toll and the truth will be found out. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's greed again, baby. I like, I, like her, I like her ominous warning that no matter how long you go without a yeah. rabbit, eventually yeah. it's like, geez, like, are you threatening me, Chris? <laughs> a lot of shit about disability and like the way that it's treated here, whether it's physical disability in the case of the character of James in his wheelchair or mental yeah. disability in the case of 
uh, Kent. Well, I mean, some of it just seems like obviously Paul McCusker doesn't really understand the nuances of mental health and right. mental illness, and he yeah. he doesn't want to write that kind of story. He wants to write a story about a madman, ooh, a ooh. crazy guy, yeah. as just like you know. That's just how these stories work, which is it's strange, right? Like James Dobson was a clinical child psychologist, psychiatrist. He saw all kinds of extreme cases. And yet there is this disdain for psychiatry and psychology as a discipline in evangelical culture in focus on the family. Regis Blackard is himself a child psychologist in the series. (laughs) And yeah. Because, and I, I mean, I, I, I've talked about this before, how they talk about like, oh, it's just such a godless field. It's such a godless field because psychology tries to, I guess, explain religion or whatever, which not Freud did. Sure. But not not really. Not these days. It, it seems it seems as though Dobson is like going for vengeance here. Right. Like there is yeah, sort he's of got a, like personal. They, re- yeah. they rejected me. So I'm going to reject them. Mm-hmm. That'll show them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it yeah, really I comes think, out. I, I hate that we like we have these these mentally uh, these mentally ill characters, and you know, also this character that's in a wheelchair that are just automatically the villains because that. Oh yeah, you should have known they were they were different. Right, you should have known. I found the whole Stephen thing really weird. Like, I, it actually yeah. helps to hear you say that it's like a gothic novel because that that actually kind of contextualizes it a bit for me in like a tradition because sure. it does. Like, I'm thinking about how they would have like handled the monk or something like that, and it's making me laugh yeah. a lot. A la thinking about. <laughs> doing uh <laughs> Orient Express but like I, I you know it's, yeah. it is funny because like it really is that like mad woman in the attic thing where it's like mm-hmm. oh guess who we have in the basement it's your disabled father right <laughs> right like, right and yeah. you know like Lucy right. at the end being like do you think he really knows you and he's like on my best days I do it's like geez like yeah just like, yeah you know, like you don't really have to go about it this way it is like but of course like it within the within the logic of the show it totally makes sense like Wit mm-hmm. is, if nothing else, a very positivist person and like, yeah, wit's end thrives on obvious and like, you know, clear answers, sometimes metaphorical, but always like fairly understandable metaphors like, yeah, well, what, what could truth eternal be? Well, it's the Bible. And a big thing like they have to at the end, they have to pretend to be sympathetic towards this character who only exists as a device. Yes. Right. And that's all any mentally ill character is ever going to exist as. Oh, and it's it's openly yeah. a device. Like, like he, yeah, he, he doesn't right. come back. We don't learn about him. We don't follow him. Just like the girl with the eating disorder that was in another episode we covered. Yeah. There's no, there's no continuing on that, like, path towards wholeness or towards just continuing to be alive in, in this new circumstance. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. there's also the implication that as long as you are a good Christian, this sort of thing won't happen to you. Oh, 100%. This is the sort yeah. of thing that right. happens to other people. Someone else. As yeah. long as you are, yeah. you know, walking with the Lord and living uprightly, you're not going to experience something like, you know, a horrible... Uh, debilitating house fire that leaves your kid <laughs> mentally anguished. You know, like, and it's just like, yeah. no, man, like these things just happen. Well, but like, I mean, even going back to like mental health, like you can look at how um, Robin handled uh, the greed thing earlier on when like she was thinking, you know, she was like, oh, God, I'm hungry for money. And she said, I'll pray about it. And which like in and of itself, you know, like, fine. That's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. But like it, it, her prayer is like, God, I hate these thoughts. Please let me mm-hmm. have better. Please let me have good thoughts instead. And it's like, 
it's such a weird understanding of like it's like such a weird understanding of how intrusive thoughts work like you can't just yeah, say like god right. take these away and it's yeah. just like oh sure thing like full service god over here happy to do it yeah like literally we hear that sound effect of like <laughs> as if god is just like no greed for you there's just no follow through to it that, mm-hmm, that's the thing mm-hmm. that i find in a lot of yeah. these stories is that it also kind of in the narrative you know i'm thinking a lot about like how it's just like well you can't have an abortion but also we're not going to give you any child care right right sure, it's sure. just like there's no there's no actual helping of the people yeah, we never just, see yeah after pamela has her problem do we see pamela and her child or do they recur no scrub reoccurs we get to right. see more of Scrub. Right. <laughs> and I, again, just to be very clear, I want none of him. No, I, yeah, I, I want, want more, more Scrub. I want more Scrubs. <laughs> scrub is a guy that could get some love from me. <laughs> Doesn't he come back as Busta? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's also known as that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. In case you haven't had enough fun uh, enjoying these fables of greed, we're going to get something even more explicitly about greed here. This is yeah. the Cross of Cortez. That's right. The- we're taking. Taking a trip south of the border. (laughs) The gang performs a colonialism. Uh, These these episodes are numbers 171 and 172. So we're jumping back in time. We're in 1991 now. It's about a year after the attic thing, the, the, the treasure of Lamont. And this is once again Phil Lawler. I'm sorry, yep. AJ. And uh, I'm so mad. This, this is of course not good. these episodes are not good. I was no, like, no, I don't no, Brian, no, no. Brian, thank you for today. Really. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for today. This uh, the, the titular cross of Cortez here is lifted directly from Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Yeah, no, um, I mean, like this is not a real artifact. No. This is a thing that was made up for the opening of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with the young Indy don't stuff. They, don't they explicitly reference like the Spear of Destiny that Hitler had in this episode? Like, are they like, it's a lot like the Spear of Destiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's oh, like yeah. Kind of a, the thing that made DC Comics characters not able to fight Hitler. Sure, yeah, a- that thing. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the Cross of Coronado, which is, you know, yeah. it's analog in, Indi- in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, was originally, in the original script, called the Cross of Cross Cortez. Of Cortez. Mm. Like, that's oh. how fucking explicit that's it they literally just lifted it out and dropped it into the thing so this episode begins with eugene giving us an overview some exposition this has a cold open and there are some episodes that open and don't have the theme song this is an actual cold open that leads to the theme song i don't know if how many other episodes actually do that yeah wit has been talking about going to central america and he gets this package that's kind of the big incident here now who do i know in mexico uh, more to the point, Mr. Whitaker, who do you know in Mexico who would stay in the Huevos Rancheros Hotel, room 117? The Huevos, Huevos Rancheros Hotel. Room number. The sender's initials, perhaps? Initials? No, it couldn't be. It couldn't be who? It is. It's from Dan Yasidro. Oh, your missionary friend. So... Uh, Danny yeah. Cedro appeared once before in this oh, okay. series. There was like a charity thing that the church was doing to support him down in Nicaragua. And Jimmy was like, why do I need to go to these charity things? It's support on these stupid <laughs> missionaries. And then he goes home and has a terrible nightmare where he is down in Nicaragua with Danny Cedro and he is attacked by militias. Uh, I didn't include that episode. You're welcome, AJ. You don't know what I do for you here. Thank you. Um, So Dan has appeared in the show 
as a dream. <laughs> Let's go, dude. But he's Hell a corporeal yeah. being in this one. He's a missionary. Yeah. He's got a yeah. map that he has, I guess, sent wit. And uh, Why do people keep sending wit, like, priceless artifacts <laughs> through the mail? Well, because if you can get, the them, if you get them to wit, they're safe forever. No one would cross. Right. Yeah. No, that's exactly but why right. are they being sent to wit's end? They made it very explicitly clear that all of his mail goes to his home. That's a good question, AJ. Once they're, once they're sent to wit's end, they're under his power as, like, a, a dark lord. At his oh, home, yeah. there, yeah, he has sure. a bunch of his wards. enemies could yeah. get to them. That's just why all of his catalogs and personal mail go there, but not his well, bills. There are, and it is worth <laughs> noting there are additional security measures at wit's end that are not present in his own home. Like, for instance, yep. the, the secret computer. sliding bookcase door that leads to Shodan. You know, things yeah. of that yeah, yeah, nature. Yeah, yeah. But yes, uh, Eugene's like, oh, this is Tenochtitlan. And the song Tenochtitlan revealed from Civilization Two, played in my head as I uh, heard that. Mm, That's uh, just for uh, me. Yeah. Wit yeah. figures out the map, though. He takes a look and he figures it mostly out. Hmm. What is it? Some of my high school Spanish is coming back to me. You see oh, this? God. It looks like two volcanoes. Read what's written across them. Corazon del Diablo. Uh, translated, uh, uh-huh. heart of the devil. He knows that Eugene doesn't speak or understand Spanish, and yet he makes him read the Spanish. Well, and Eugene I mean, it's pretty easy Spanish. No, I know, but like, Wit could just have translated it well, immediately. I also love the constant use of like first grade Spanish in this yeah. episode. Oh, so good. Wit speaking Spanish is a hate crime. Chris, so, like, Chris lets us know there's a break here, and Chris lets us know <laughs> yeah. that we'll be back in uno momento, and she's like, that means a moment. That's <laughs> why this is Dora two- the Explorer. Like, I, yes. I, this episode is a two-parter because they have to say everything twice. Mm-hmm. They have to say it in Spanish and then in English. Right. I found yeah. out with the previous Dan Isidro episode episode all of the spanish in that was stuff that paul mccusker sent up to the missions department of focus on the family so that they could do the translation of lines into spanish fucking go dude so So phil waller did that with this episode what a a completely lazy that's so funny Oh my god! Dude, that that speaks to the level of integration that Focus on the yeah, Family has. Yeah, vertically integrated org. corporation. I mean, I mean, vertically organization. Well, okay. The weird thing about this is that I noticed there were a lot more ad breaks than normal. So we get our first ad mm-hmm. break at like four minutes in, right. and then we get another one at fifteen minutes in. And I don't know if that if that becomes like oh, it's because yeah, maybe that was something of like watching Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene is so excited to go to Mexico, right? He gives us yeah. this yeah. monologue about how it's a study in contrast. It's, it's, it's a land remember. of contrast. <laughs> something about something about airplanes in Cassie, there too. Cassie yeah. also is mad, but he's like, "Well, she should know. It's my turn." Yeah, Connie. 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 Um, I like, I'm never I like gonna get Cassie. that right. Just <laughs> so, and and Eugene's reference to it being his turn is because the first trip that that Wit went on with an employee was with Eugene during the train thing where Eugene killed a guy. Um, the second trip was when. He went to Chicago with Connie, and that Austrian dude killed another guy. And Connie almost died too. That was yes, yeah. Know. That was a bad. That was a whole. That was a whole thing. A lot of guns. One of them was a water gun. Uh-huh. So this episode is narrated by Eugene as well, in the same way that Harlow Doyle will narrate his episodes. Same actor, and they give him the same ticks for no reason. Just that Phil Lawler doesn't trust himself as a writer, and he shouldn't. Correct. Yeah, fair enough. We arrived in Mexico City that afternoon. The city was a mural of contrasts, at once fabulously rich and grindingly poor, hideously ugly and astonishingly beautiful. It was also very hot. 
which didn't change Ooh. throughout our stay. Wit then has a one-sided phone call with Dan, and Eugene's yeah. like, well, what's he doing? Well, turns out he's an archaeologist also? <laughs> Uh Well, in addition to being a missionary, Eugene, Dan is also an archaeologist. Great. Really? Well, then he must be on the trail of an important find, and the map is the key. But if that's the case, then why would he send it to me in the United States? An excellent question. Uh, No, it's not. It's just like, (laughs) so, okay, so there's there's intrigue going (laughs) on. No, it's not. <laughs> but he, the but, cops knock on the door, yep, yep. and and Wit opens the door, and it's like, oh, it's the cops. Damn. Uh, um, what would you want with Mister Isidro, if I may ask? We want to question him in connection with a robbery. Robbery? Grand theft, actually. He stole a very valuable historical artifact, a map. <gasps> Stolen? That's impossible. What makes you think so? Danny Sidro is a missionary, one of the finest and most committed I've ever known. Missionaries uh, have never done anything wrong. Right. When, the, when the cop came in, he's like, do you know a Dan Isidro? And Wit's like, maybe. And Eugene's like, yes. And Wit's like, God damn it. <laughs> you uh, talk to the cops. I like that the cop is, is also played by the assassin who tries to take out Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> Del Monte. Yes. Enjoy them all um, It will be your last. Uh, I, I'm, I, 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 forgot, I forgot what the name of the uh, cop is. Is it Kitsugi? What is his Kitsugi. name? Kitsugi. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. God. What is this guy's name? Carrier Du Bois. Uh, oh, no, it's wow. it's, it's Cordova. Yes. And okay. it turns out he's Cordova. not a Mexican cop. He's a Nicaraguan cop that's who's right. just walking around. Yeah, who Nicaraguan doesn't have any uniform. jurisdiction. Nicaragua is not specific. one of the places that's uh, the focus of the family likes. So it's OK that uh, we steal Apparently, from Apparently, yeah. And so we uh, get here a little bit of context about the cross of Cortez, what it is, why it's important. Dan has been hiding outside the window, it turns that's out. That's right. Dan, why are the police chasing you? The police aren't. Cordova is. Oh. He's not functioning in an official capacity. He's more of a competitor. Then you oh. are on the trail of an important find? Oh, yes. Muy importante. The biggest of my career. Wit, I think I've discovered the hiding place of the Cross of Cortez. Whoa! Whoa! Yes! Yes! <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. It's, c- congrats, dude. I mean, he's an archaeologist. He's a missionary. Uh, Yucatan Jones. Is this anything? Probably not. No, no. It is to me. The Cross of Cortez is 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 the MacGuffin, right? That that's yeah. what we need to know. They've also got to like go between some volcanoes or some shit. They need to get an interpreter. Yeah. They find one. It's Mendoza, and she's Mendoza. a lady. <laughs> A yeah. lady named Mendoza. Place. Many people have gone in and not come out, but I believe these symbols will lead us in safely. Well, now, if we can just find an interpreter, we'll be all set. I'm way ahead of you, Wit. I've already contacted someone who, who can not only interpret the symbols, but guide us to the right place. Name's Mendoza. Mm. Oh, well, when do we meet him? Tomorrow at the bullfights, and Wit, Mendoza's not a him. <laughs> it's a her. <gasps> what? Pronouns <laughs> no. Also, he says it's a her. Yeah, which Mario? Yeah, I was gonna say that's how Mario asks someone's gender. It's a her. It's a, her. It's a me. I, I I just I really feel that it's a her and he what are sort of like the two sides of the same coin. You yeah. know what I mean? A her? There. Yeah. Are. Oh. 
Uh, so we got to go to a bullfight. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, and you know what's actually very funny <laughs> about this is that now I'm I, we're finally getting to the episodes that are explaining the cover art that is like burned into my Apple Music. Oh, these when horrible, I download these things, these images. terrible cover mm-hmm. art. And yeah, so finally I know why Eugene. Well, we'll get there, but like Eugene has a little run in with a bull. Spoilers yeah. for Ooh. the bullfight. Ooh. Ooh. Also, Mendoza's <laughs> super. First of all, her name is yeah. Maria Mendoza. Maria Mendoza. Yeah, let's, let's listen to a little bit of Mendoza yes, when please. she meets mm. Eugene. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, gentlemen, I think we have just made contact. Mendoza. Hello, Isidro. ¿Cómo está? Bien, bien, ¿y tú? Ay, así, así. <laughs> She's only doing her okay. These are my partners, oh, John Whitaker and Eugene Meltzner. How do you do? Juan. <laughs> Eugene. Uh, that's Eugene. Uh, whatever. She's yeah. So she there wants, you go. She's she's gonna fuck you. Oversex Latina yeah. femme fatale. You know yeah. it's it, this is really it's good. Nothing so racist about yeah, no, this. No, nothing racist no, about. What, no. This episode racist, Josh. The one where they not not not, not an episode where someone fight? says the word chochin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they had to pass this script on to another department to get a CSC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope that was an original. I hope that como estás y tú a CSC. You know that again. I remember that from like. Like fucking first grade. I don't know, yeah. man. I just uh, are, are these are I mean, these are all white people voicing uh, the uh, No, and... Cordova is. Cordova's the voice of Richard Maxwell, but actually Mendoza is played by Luisa Lesgin. Oh, okay. Um, Do you know who, who she is? Does she have Yeah, credits? I looked her up. She's a really interesting person, actually. She was a ballerina. She went to school here in New York and oh, nice. became a ballerina in Switzerland. Huh. For oh. years, came back to the US, was doing acting jobs, was cast as stereotypes all the time mm-hmm. you know sure. pregnant teen mothers and oversexed latinas right. in mexico with eugene Miltzner, things like that and yeah. so she got into writing she was sick of that shit and founded latins anonymous which ended up being a pretty big incubator for a lot of um latino writing talent in wow. tv she produce produces still a lot of tv she was a producer on george lopez everybody hates chris oh wow um she still does acting. She did ADR just recently for Puss in Boots. Ooh. It's a great movie, by the way. I, I like Puss in Boots Last Wish. Yeah. yeah. So she, like, you know, this thing is just a single tiny blip in her life. I also just regret that, like, this is the thing that we are remembering her for right now. Yeah. But at least we now that's know why, that she's a real person. She did the work. I can feed this in. other info to you. And it's like, yeah, yeah, she's responsible in part for Everybody Hates Chris, which is a fantastic yeah. show. Yeah. Eugene Fox just, again, need to reestablish that Eugene Fox. Eugene we are going to learn this year that Eugene does in fact fuck. Oh. <laughs> Eugene fucks and Connie doesn't. Yeah, I don't it's like deeply. all of these. I'm not, I'm, I can't listen to these episodes. They're going to scare me too much. <laughs> and no, yeah. it's not Connie who he fucks. I want to be very clear. No, about that. no, he does no, not. No, no, um, never. It's Wit. It's Wit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there it is. Uh, Eugene gets very upset because mm-hmm. they're going to kill the bull. Which he at doesn't the end know the for fight. some reason. He doesn't know that you kill a bull Eugene, at the end of the bullfight. Eugene, who is a walking yeah. encyclopedia, has never heard of the fact that bullfights kill the bull, nor has he learned about Aztecs doing human sacrifice. <laughs> oh, it must have been very difficult yeah. getting the getting the animals up here. Who said anything about the animals? <laughs> nor nor yeah. does he know that bathroom in Spanish is baño. There's just like very... Yeah, because yeah, he has to go to the bathroom. 
bathroom because he's very is, There's this joke where somebody says a key, meaning here, and he thinks it's a key. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even like, know. I don't want a key. Unreal. I need El Bano. I'm not going to play that clip, but he gets. He, <laughs> thank he, you for not playing that clip. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> yes, like, thank you. La Puerta, right? So he goes right. behind him, and then, it, and then you hear the guy like, don't mention it, man. Yeah, he speaks yeah, yeah, English. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Why no. would a Mexican speak English? Uh-oh. And then Eugene is locked in the bullpen. Yep. Yes, he is. He is a bull now. And he is going to be killed by the matador, if I understand correctly. That's, that, that's <laughs> yes. the idea. Yes. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. The running of the Eugene. Eugene has yes. become the most dangerous game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like this this big moment of like, oh, do you want to play that one, Brian? That's that's the cliffhanger we end on. And as we go into part two, Eugene is in the bullpen. Mr. Whitaker. Help! Eugene! Mr. Whitaker. If there were only some way to distract him Eugene for a minute. Died Ooh, that Eugene died Eugene or the bull? Oh, the bull, Dan. <laughs> you there's a whole dumbass. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird... It the real one. It's a weird line to give wit, because he's supposed to be so understanding all the time to just have this little exasperated... It's just it, like, it is a bizarre question from Dan. Yes. Like, wh- yes. why yes. would we distract... So Eugene could die faster? <laughs> And there's this insane thing we didn't even talk about where Eugene tried to make a tape recorder. He makes an EMP and locks out all the electricity in Mexico. Buy at Radio Shack for $3 at this point in history. And yeah, yeah, it's just a feedback machine. So he's able to deafen the bull and. By playing (laughs) RF feedback really loudly? Question mark? (laughs) It's bizarre. And. Real dumb. You know, the, the stakes are unclear. Nothing about this makes any sense. Visually, you have no idea what's going on, but the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes fucking wild for Eugene, because again, to be very clear, Eugene fucks. They saw him do it. They saw he (laughs) fucked the bull. Fucked the bull. Like pacifie, or however that's pronounced. The mother of the minotaur. That's what I was doing. The yogurt? He fucked. There we go. Um, I'd I'd like to think that after Eugene gets out of the bull ring, because he gets out of the bull ring. Uh, he just becomes an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> like, he's just like, that was the first See, time no, I've ever felt alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, then also, the rest of the episode is like, they're doing their little map shit, but Eugene right. is just chasing after like harsher and harsher thrills. <laughs> it's crank. It's just crank with Eugene. Oh, it's Mendoza, that, I see you have a gun. Why don't you use it? I dare you. <laughs> Why don't you yeah. point it at my forehead? It's that scene from- Take a bullet uh, out of the chamber. Let's spin. Well, Wet Hot American Summer where they go out on the town and they just like end up getting into yeah. worse and worse vices over the course of the montage. Yeah, well, but that's the other thing. Like, I know we're we're, we're joking about this, but like, I actually think the arc of this should have been that Eugene becomes kind of a hero, mm, right? That mm-hmm. he does become sort of the Indiana Jones figure. Eugene that would breaks be like, bad, yeah. Oh, he can't. It has to be wit. Yeah. You know, oh, Eugene yeah, always has to be a hero for two seconds because he, 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 he does the bull thing and then he goes, oh, right. I'm scared or something. And they're like, right. well, so yeah. much for a new hero. <laughs> it's a pyrrhic victory right it's like it's a trivial win with no real stakes whereas the continuing stakes of the plot line and again it's like this just becomes soup these fucking episodes because it it turns out that it was it was cordova's guy was just just happened to be standing out there and managed to be lucky enough to trick eugene into getting locked up with a bowl why yeah that doesn't make any sense absurd 
I start I start losing a lot of the geography too as we go along because they find out that the map was torn. But right. They didn't notice the map was torn. Yeah. I guess before <laughs> this moment. They also reveal that Mexico doesn't have receipts. Well, because they also set that up in part one because they're like the telephone service isn't great in the hotel room. Not in Mexico City, especially. Right. It's right. Like, especially it's a, not in Mexico City. At, 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 at a place called the Huevos Rancheros Hotel, which would have to be a place <laughs> catering to international tourists. Like, that's the name of be. a place in the fucking Texas panhandle. Come on. I have no idea <laughs> why you guys are expecting this kind of level of like coherency from Focus on the Family. <laughs> I don't wow. expect it, Trevor. I demand it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so your uh, lanyard just burst into flames, Brian. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So we leave we leave the asphalt meadows of Mexico City we do. behind. We do. And by the way, we do learn that we shouldn't just go out there without a complete map. It will take no. a long time. Muchísimo tiempo. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for that impressive Spanish, Josh. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Bueno point. <laughs> and we make our way to these t- to the, to these ruins where, you know, Eugene and um and uh oh Mendoza. my god, Maria Mendoza, Maria Mendoza are climbing these like incredibly narrow stairs yep. to get to the top uh where they're going to find some like human yeah, sacrifices. They, they have to do the thing from Indiana Jones where he sticks the staff in the ground mm-hmm. and the light shines mm-hmm. on a thing. So they have to find a rune, an Aztec rune. <laughs> yeah, normal um, thing. It's fine. It's normal. And yeah, that's when Eugene learns about human sacrifice to which Maria Mendoza says, "Well, uh, do you mean to tell me that they they actually see <laughs> mi corazón? The Aztecs were a noble people, but they were also very brutal. They built temples, eran fantásticos, and they committed unspeakable evil in them. But that was hundreds of years ago, mi dulce." We are much wiser and more civilized now. Oh, I yeah. never picked up. I, I thought uh, by the end of the episode. So uh, I, I don't want to give it away, but uh, uh, pretty soon after this, Maria double crosses them. Yeah, she betrayed. I, mean, I absolutely do want to. Fed up with this world. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like yeah. Just, yeah, she says, you know what? Forget you. I uh, I'm working with Cordova. <laughs> I but I really thought at some point she would be like because I'm Mayan and I want to bring back or I'm Aztec. I'm sorry, I couldn't right. remember yeah. which she, she specifically which is Aztec. But like she yeah, doesn't yeah. really lay that out. She's just like oh you yep. know like it could have been like a lot of money for my people or whatever. And it was never right. Like, Who are your people? It was yeah. never like it wasn't yeah. like you know yeah. oh I want to bring back like the the glory of of the Aztec civilization and and the way that it's been like. She doesn't ever because well, that, that would be far. fucking awesome. You could like that elevate it so be, yeah. high, but you, again, you would have to commit to a specific choice. And the thing about these episodes that are written by Phil Lawler is that he lacks specificity in his decision. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's also like when I tune into a treasure hunt story, I also want to know, like, I'm there for like the exciting action and like the adventures or whatever. But also, like, I just kind of want to know what drives a treasure hunter because Mm. they're clearly missing something. And so they want Mm. to, like, fill that something. But this show is just not interested in interrogating any of that. Right. No, it's just treasure hunting is is a thing that happens in movies. And we're doing a movie plot. Yeah. Yeah. Sure are. And like, honestly, it, it feels like Indiana Jones the worst uh, the worst sort of excesses of Indiana Jones in that mm-hmm. like it's uh it's just like the whole thing is let's let's get the treasure and ignore anything else besides the treasure yeah and we're all set excelente and now mi corazón <sighs> yeah you will give them both to me well, maria that, that that's a gun 
<laughs> See? Come on! And I do know how to use it. Please don't make me have to. I know what it gets, over the sounds map. like. In AJ's version of this, Eugene instantly becomes rock hard. Like he realizes <laughs> no, that this danger is very important too. It's just they, yeah. they leave it unsaid. But this is yeah. also, again, just to point up sort of differences here in the writing of different Odyssey episodes. A very long time ago, we listened to that Chicago episode, Way Late in the yeah. Windy City, where right. uh, Richard Maxwell pulls a gun on Regis Blaggard. And they don't say, uh-oh, that's a gun. It's like, no, they don't. Yeah, they have a piece of this. And immediately by what he says in the sound, you know that it's a gun. You That's don't gun. need the line. Is that a gun? <laughs> but this guy can't fucking rifle. I am so like <laughs> if you could understand how I feel in my mind right now, I am so upset that we yeah. are back here. I hate where my mind is right now. <laughs> yeah. I am sad. I am upset. I hey, hope Josh. that the content is worth it for you motherfuckers. Hey, Josh, guess what? what? By the end of this episode, you're going to feel that way about me. I'm I'm feeling fine. <laughs> How are you feeling, Trevor? I'm good. I'm I'm so, uh, Gucci. No, Love I uh, I appreciate that instantly after betraying our friends, uh, Mendoza betrays Cordova as well. Yes, yes. She's like I don't care about you either. I'm triple crossing. So I love you. I love the little reveal. Like Eugene has given away his his part of the map, and they got the rune and the blah 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 blah. And then we just cut to Eugene and Dan and Wit. And they're like, oh, yeah, good thing we Xeroxed the map first. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, okay. Surprise. Because we're we're in the desert now. Also, they're just setting mm -hmm. up camp like they're jumping around all There's these places. There's this exposition where it's like we <laughs> were behind them in terms of time, but we were able to get back there and catch back up with them again. It's just in such fact, a long drive. In fact, after this drive, we were able to make camp less than two miles from their encampment. How the fuck did they know where they were camping? At this point, <laughs> I'm just waiting for sunrise. I'm just waiting for the fucking sunrise so we can move and, on. And, and Eugene really hates Mexico is, is like the main thing mm. that we need to draw from this. I hope you won't take offense, Mr. Isidro, but while I find some of your native region to be quite lovely, on the whole, I've discovered it to be relentlessly arid, unyieldingly rugged, and ready to prod, jab, stick, and otherwise poke my person with all manner of rock and branch at a moment's notice. <laughs> That's why they call it the desert, Eugene. Well, perhaps. I, for one, much prefer the greener pastures of Odyssey. He calls this Dan's native region. Dan is from Nicaragua. <laughs> right. Dan, Dan right. is like established extremely this friendly about it, though. He's like, oh, Eugene, <laughs> you're right. Where I come from here, I guess, is very, very horrible. <laughs> the deserts, the deserts of, of Nicaragua. Nicaragua. <laughs> <laughs> come on. I mean, maybe given climate change, sure, in another 50 years, uh, but come on. Yeah. Oh, God, don't prove Phil Lawler right. Everyone, stop climate change. That would be change. so funny. If for no other he reason like, than just to prove Phil Lawler wrong. Ancient Phil Lawler was like, yeah, I, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Told you so. I told you. I told all of you. God. Eventually, though, yeah, they they catch up, you know. Yeah, and we then, talk a little bit about, I won't play the clip, but we talk a little bit about how the cross people think it might have special powers. Because right. how else could Cortez have done all of this stuff? How how could he have been such a brave soldier for the Lord and done Hitler levels of genocide right, right. if he didn't have a magical, mystical cross? And, of course, it's implied that it's because the Lord was on his side, just like the other uh -huh. great... Um, 
you know, Spanish explorer Christopher Columbus. What if Dan Yasidro could have all that all that power for his uh <laughs> yeah. for his, to, to, for his to win more souls. Yeah, to win yeah, more yeah, souls. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Missionaries have never done anything bad with lots of never power. once. Never once. There is a moment where they all charge in to try to get the cross, and this is very like Indiana Jones, you know, the floor yeah, is giving out, shit hole. like that. Jehovah um, spelled with an I. But somebody does say, and I quote, give it back, do it, prompto. Uh, don't tell me that it wasn't prompto. It definitely was. <laughs> and in that moment, I was able to play as him. We got good. to play as prompto. So yeah, yeah. There's a big hole. Dan does some climbing that gets described to get the cross. He comes back. Cordova shows up. Yep. And then Maria is with Cordova, of course. And then she take it. I am truly sorry. No need for sorrow, my dear. The best man won. Wrong. The best woman won. No one moved. What are you doing, Maria? It would seem she isn't immune to greed either. This has nothing to do with greed. I don't want the cross for myself, but for my people. You mean you don't want Cordova? A stupid, corrupt (laughs) official? No. I work for my people. Who are they? Who are I'm talking they? about power. These children coming from the world. Men like Cortez conquered. I know the legends of the cross. It will make my people great once again. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So they, she's uh, like a meshy called nationalist or something? Well, like, it's not even clear that by my what? people she's referring she's to like a specific ethnic group or something like that. It could just be like her people, you know, like her guys. It, it's really not clear. <laughs> yeah, this was where I decided yeah. that she was trying to say she was Spanish. <laughs> like mm, like from mm. like Castilian oh, Spanish. She's interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. She's the new conquistador. Yeah, I was like, I was yeah. like well, you really want to bring back Spain, huh? That's like, like the imperial Spain. I I guess like everyone's got to have a hobby. Yeah. I don't think Spain wants to bring back <laughs> yeah, Spain. It's like ah, we're tired. No, we're so tired. <laughs> don't worry about Honest, it. And, and here's the thing: by the time we get to this point in the episode, my notes just become I'm so tired. Somebody yes. let me sleep. Yes. You've come to me yeah. on the day that I am so sleepy yes. because there just are no. I don't feel anything about any of these and, people. And this is just the Grail from the Last Crusade. That you know, the, the yeah. someone fires a gun. The whole place starts yep. to collapse, and it's like, oh, it's it's down there. I can reach it's, it. It's and it's like, cup, don't the cup don't of bother. An ice cream seller, the cup of an ice yeah. cream seller. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, don't do it. Get out of here. And they climb out, and, and then the cross is gone forever. My, my favorite part of when a building is collapsing is saying the word sediment <laughs> like eight times. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Sorry, Trevor. You're. Well, I was going to say my favorite part is when Eugene goes, uh, Mr. Whitaker. Yes, Eugene. <laughs> Back in the cavern, you said that the cross can't save anyone. That's right, Eugene. But is that not contrary to what Christians, in fact, do believe? Not at all. See, Eugene, the cross symbolizes what we believe, that Christ died to save us from sin. It's very precious to all believers, and that's why we revere it. But just like it was wrong for Cordova to want the cross to make him rich, and for Maria to want to use the cross for political power. So it was wrong for Dan to think that the cross had the power to win souls. See, the cross itself doesn't save so, anybody. So, what have we it's learned what Jesus today? Did on the cross that saves. <laughs> so, this is the hard line evangelical yep. stance, right? Everything right. is symbolic. Baptism yep. is symbolic. The cross is symbolic. All of it 
always ever a symbol. All all that matters is the thing that it points to. It's also so no, too, no. was it wrong for Dan to become Catholic? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's the yeah. whole thing. They just like Dan got too papist. <laughs> Dan, don't forget. No, all of the, don't forget what Luther told us. <laughs> Honestly, that would have been a more compelling end to the episode than yeah, what we got. Yeah, AJ, how did how did this hit you as uh, as someone raised? I mean, it's to wrong, worship but the Pope that's in Rome. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, it, it offended uh, my moral sensibilities. It actually. did. It did. It did. It. I actually, I actually, when he said it's only a cross, it can't save anybody. I went, oh my god, he admitted. <laughs> and I was so excited for a minute, and then they addressed it, and I got very, very. You really mad. thought so I went on this gonna, whole. It's gonna go the other Christ isn't real. Wit, wit, yeah. Just yeah. like being a god. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Wit is entering would, his atheist era. I mean, wouldn't that be interesting, though? Wouldn't I don't know if Odyssey ever gets to that, but is there like a Crisis of Faith episode for like Wit? Like, like, is there something that finally puts him? It's like it's yeah. yeah. I mean, kind it's of such a, such a like, and, and then like Robin and uh, and Cassie and all of them have to become like Connie, never getting it right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Robin and Connie and Lucy have to like become the the robin and arcane and and uh, nightwing to to take up yeah. Wit's end. Yeah. You're not totally wrong about what happens. It's just that it has no crisis of oh, faith aspect. Right. Wit Wit is far beyond ever having yeah, a crisis. Yeah, no, the, the of closest faith, right? thing that we get to a crisis of faith for Wit is um, the mortal coil which we listen to with Lev. And yeah. the crisis there was he just wants to go to heaven too soon. Like he yeah. loves he God too, too much. too well. Yeah. 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 That's it. You know, um, yeah. it's a symbol. That's, that was today's adventures in and out of Odyssey. And they really were adventures. It's what Jesus yeah. did on the cross that saves. Chris says those words again verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this episode yeah. is fucking terrible. I hated it. I hate you, Brian. I hate me. Yeah. I hate us all. No, I think it's good. <laughs> oh, but Josh, you're going to hate me the most. Yeah, you promised this. Okay, Why? Here, here yeah. we go. Uh, we'll, we'll get there in time. Trevor, what did you think about... <laughs> what, what, I mean, how did you find your first experience in Odyssey? Yeah, yeah. I liked the first three episodes a lot more than the last two. I found the last two sure. like, okay. extremely rough. Was it just because of how clumsy it was? Yeah. Or? yeah. Like, okay. I, I expected it to be offensive. Like, when they brought up Cortez, I was like, well, they're not going to have an accurate view of his, like, deeds. Like, whatever, right? Yeah. But um, I did. I, I He was a hero for the Lord. <laughs> That's true. He is. Much he, like Christopher Columbus. He's on, he's on fire for the Catholic Lord. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, like, I, I did think, I did think, like, the first three episodes were, like, kind of more fun to listen to, even though I knew the first one, the twist, when they were like, oh, the treasure. Right. The treasure of a yeah. of a missionary. What could it be? And I was like, well, I think I know, but well, let's just see how this goes. <laughs> well, and when we were talking yesterday about it, like I, I, I did say that these are like some very exciting episodes of Adventures mm, in Odyssey okay. because a lot of time it is a lot more like slice of life mm. kind of stuff. And I feel like Brian was very good about curating you, Brian. this uh, no, uh, thank you, Brian. specifically for you, Trevor. I, I really, um, no, I really, I liked the middle ones a lot, I think. Like, I, I thought it was, I thought it was cool how there was, like, a legitimate sort of, like, strange, murdery, mm -hmm. gothic mystery. Yeah. I was, like, it was funny because I was listening to these as I was, uh, we're re-watching Monk. There was an episode where basically, like, he was at a house uh, where he had gone with Natalie, his, or I'm sorry, well, with Natalie, his, his helper, and then he had gone there before with his wife for their honeymoon, so he goes back every single year. And um, he goes back and meets this man. And then everyone at those hells like, oh, he doesn't exist. You're crazy. Yeah. And it's very mm -hmm. similar to sure. uh, to this Adventures in Odyssey. 
it's very similar to like yeah someone being like yeah no that's not true everything you think is a lie and at the end you find out the 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 contra the uh, the um, conspiracy so it was kind of fun to see it another way but um i don't know i find the only compelling character is wit and that makes me upset mm-hmm. <laughs> what we get from these episodes i think mvp of these episodes was katie lee as connie um, the character doesn't have much to do, but she does it so well. And yeah. and Hal Smith really delivers it well. I think we get a bad Eugene, and I think that there was just no way of escaping that writing. No. Making Eugene into an idiot for some reason. Right. And yeah. then everything else was just Pardon terrible. me, Mr. Whitaker, but uh, perhaps we should be going to <laughs> Mexico, not Mexico. <laughs> so do these episodes, like... Do they say anything like larger about the society at large? Because these kind of felt like more like adventure episodes to me. But there might have been just angles that I, I wasn't clued in on because I'm still getting well, used to like the evangelical. I world. think for me, and I sort of already alluded to this, it's just the very uneven and inconsistent approach to the value of property rights. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. It, 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 the, That's what all of these episodes are about. Yes, yeah. because the yeah. thing is, like, you know, it supposedly these episodes are about greed. Right. Like, don't be too greedy. But in reality, it's about who ought to own things, which I guess greed is sort of that in a way. But what is worth going after and who ought to be the arbiter of who owns what? That to me was kind of the big piece that was really jumping out at me a lot mm. and ultimately as we all know the arbiter is 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 wit is wit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yes from square one he's watching all 64 correct yeah i think i think the what i would say it, it speaks to me about this like you know growing up sort of uh, incidentally next to evangelical culture is that it kind of speaks to the whole way that adventure is always a brush with people who um are not okay who are people who are are clean Mm. who shouldn't be like dealt with who shouldn't Mm. be like sort of treated as as part of your your core group um and like you you know the the adventure is having a brush with them and being able to escape um in the way that you know like daniel cedro is able to escape uh falling for cortez's thing but like say you know mendoza isn't right it's always it's always you know your people make the right call i think that's so interesting too because like the title of the show is adventures in odyssey and genuinely generally speaking these adventures are in fact in odyssey but when Mm -hmm. the adventures are outside of odyssey that is the point of dramatic tension. And in many of the other episodes of Adventures in Odyssey, the dramatic tension is that people who ought not be in Odyssey come in. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like right. like people from Pittsburgh. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mysterious Pittsburghians. Pittsburgh's only a place filled with broken uncles and crazy kids. <laughs> well, so these episodes were chosen one to show just how far this show sort of sprawls out mm-hmm. to give a better example of that. You know, they get into the spy stuff later. They have these adventures. They do the odd couple stuff. They do the theater stories. And it shows that the writers are like, we need to just keep pumping shit out. We need to keep having a story of every variety or we'll go insane. But it's also like, they're developing this constant shifting backstory for wit and wits end. right. Both he and the building have been a million things in the past and are now an ice cream shop and an ice cream shop owner. <laughs> right. But like in order the to have of Americana, yeah, that's right. Yeah. In order to have like a true, like fully defined character, you just have to keep giving him more things that he was <laughs> more stuff. But all of yeah. them really do like create this picture of what they think America is. Mm-hmm. 
and America right. is the capitalist. It is the school teacher. It is the encyclopedia guy. It is our brave boys in intelligence agencies. Mm. It is the single the, family zoning that makes a house in a park. It the is colonialist. It is the church mm-hmm. that burned down, but we kept the tower and the organ it's around. It's the missionaries who right. came through and converted the local natives to the correct yep. way of living. I know this bad religion song you guys are reciting here. <laughs> <laughs> and the missionaries who go out oh, from where yeah. we are to continue to convert all of the natives who are maybe Aztec nationalists or something. <laughs> who knows? The Castilians. <laughs> Ferdinand and Isabella pilled. And so that is the thing that you need to keep in mind is that these things are not are, are both just we're scrambling. We have to keep churning out more content. And this is what we believe things should really mm-hmm. be. Yes. This is Thomas More. This is Utopia. This is the the land that doesn't exist but should. Yeah. The last stop at Willoughby. <sighs> wow. Trevor, do you want to do a very quick little plug again at the end here for your show? Uh, real quick, because uh, you, you've all been so kind to listen to me already. Uh, podcast is No Cartridge. Go check me out there if you liked what I did here, uh, which is to say add on to conversations in uh, non particularly helpful ways, but uh, help others have conversations around me. That's called being a good interviewer. God yes. damn it, Trevor. Okay. Yes. You're yes. going to say yes. nice Incredible. things about yourself. Oh, wow. uh, yes. I've been on the show to talk about a game that I like to talk about on this show, even though we've never actually done an episode on it. Yeah. Thief yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Metal Too Age. Dark. Too dark. Himself. And, uh, and, I, and I got to go on and talk about a game that we will never talk about on this podcast called Bad no, Mojo. Yeah, really bad, bad Mojo. Hell yeah. But you really <laughs> should play Bad yeah, Mojo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. really kind of the rules. Also, if you want more worst of all possible worlds you may have noticed every oh, other us. episode is uh just a teaser we give you a little preview to mm, give you that little morsel of premium oh. there it is <laughs> so God, if you want to if you want to experience card. that feeling all you have to do is go to <laughs> patreon.com slash worst of all sign up for five bucks a month you'll get full access oh. to all of our premium episodes some other yeah. cool shit fancy movie time which is brian and aj talking about fancy movies it's great yeah have a gander you're gonna love what you love. You're gonna you're gonna love how you look. I yeah. guarantee you. So in the first part of this episode, uh, there was a lot of slander thrown at a joke of mine, a bit that I was trying to develop about deaf cabbage for cutie. And during Just the shaking second my half, head right now. During the second <laughs> half, you may have noticed that my verbiage was a little strange. I kept referring to things like asphalt meadows and saying, Thank you for today. Yeah, no, I can't. And Kintsugi. Uh huh. And codes and keys. Sure. And narrow stairs. Right, okay. And plans. Yeah. And you can play these songs with Mm -hmm. chords. Okay. And the photo album. Uh huh. And we have the facts and we're voting yes. Okay. And also something about airplanes. All right. All titles of Death Cab for Cutie albums. I'm the worst of all possible AJs. I'm the worst of all possible Brian's. What do you want me to say? Congratulations. I'm the worst of all possible Josh's. See you next week. Ah. (laughs) Thank you.